want to tell someone. But there's nobody engineering. No, the door's still closed. So we're not streaming. No. And also, I guess we have, I just had a call from Norma Kent on the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm running back and forth between one room and another. This, this is madness. This is lunacy. This is par for the course for this company. This is exactly the way these people run their business, like a bunch of crazy people. And there's one name I can give you that they, I guess, I, I don't know, maybe they'll dump this one too, Joyce. She's the one who's behind all of this latest overreaction and insanity. Now, are we going to know whether these, uh, see, if we're going to have a new list of names and things and words that we can't say. Where's the list? Yeah, where's the list? Okay, I think maybe uh, our middle uh, management fluckies ought to be, like, frantically typing up a list of things that uh, I shouldn't be talking about. Names that we can't mention, people we can't refer to, all of these things. You know what I'm saying? All of these things. Right. Subjects we dare not breach. Subjects we don't dare broach. All of this stuff. Caving in, just like, like, uh, folding like an accordion, like I said. It's not bad enough that we're already under this uh, super regulation where we can't say much of anything, where they've turned the clock back 20 years. Stuff that we played on the air for 20 years plus that we can't play anymore. That's not bad enough. But now, and to be honest with you, at this stage of the game, I have got no idea where to go with this show today. None. Well, the stream is up. The stream is up. Well, that's good. We're streaming on the Internet. For anybody who missed it in the beginning, I'll tell you a whole bunch of stuff, but they'll dump it. I'll repeat what I said in the beginning of the show, and they'll dump it. You see, because here's the way I look at it. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you have an agreement with somebody and they claim that you're not up, uh, that you violated it, then why the hell should you continue violating it? In other words, if they feel that they can uh, go ahead and, uh, and start their old madness again, then why the hell shouldn't you? But let me say it again. Where's the list? Where is the list of prohibited words and names and subjects and everything is taboo now on this show? How about those heats? There you go. Do a sports show. That get uh, Clarence all excited. Quite frankly, I didn't think there was any sports being played right now. Is there? I mean, the NBA I don't consider sports. Is there any got, sports going on? No. Got no. March Madness. Oh, that's right. The NCAA is. Let's talk about March Madness. How about those hurricanes? Oh, that's right. They lost. But the NAI, you got the NIT. That's pretty exciting. Huh? And everybody whipped up into a frenzy about the NIT? <laughs> or is it the NOT? Not. Wow. Just absolute crazy people. I mean, we knew before 9.57 this morning that we were dealing with crazy people. Now, what was Hank told? Well, what happened with Hank there in our crossover? Because I noticed he just kind of disappeared. I, I think he uh, was uh, looking to talk to you. I had no idea. Yeah. Right. Somebody went in and body blocked him. <laughs> it must have been, I think it must have been Duff and Clarence to body block the humper. That would have taken, there's no one person in that building could have handled that assignment. That was fun. Yeah, it was just a panic. I'm hearing a beeping on my fax machine, but there's nothing coming over. Is that something you're sending me? Maybe, I, I maybe that's the list. That's the list, the new list of names and prohibited words and topics and subjects and this and, yeah, that, that we can't talk about here on QAM. I'll tell you one thing. If I was Tom Jicka, I'd be on the phone to me at 201 this afternoon. If I got a great story for him. And nobody's going to prevent me from giving it to the media. Nobody. I mean, if they, if they want to censor me here on the show, that's it's their, uh, I was going to say it's their license, although, quite frankly, I don't think they got one. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Did you just send that to me? Yeah, coincidence. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is special. I'm just, I'm just going to leave the one name out. This is great timing. This actually put a smile on my ugly post from Joan Fleischman's column in the Herald. Over the holidays, Coral Gables residents Howard and Shelley Gitlow decorated the yard of their San Vicente Street home with a bare-breasted blow-up doll wearing a red Christmas elf's cap. Naughty, not nice, says the city beautiful. Slapped with a zoning code violation, the Gitlows are fighting back. The complainant is who lives near the Gitlows. The doll, he says, is a sex device. He filed off a bunch of emails to Howard Gitlow, 57, a University of Miami management science professor, copied Coral Gable City officials and U.M. President Donna Shalali. 
How thoughtful to link a station uh, aid to the spirit of Christmas, says uh, this individual. This guy thinks he has the right to assault our 12-year-old son with his prurience, says another. Gables Code Enforcement Officers Adolfo B. Garcia ticketed the Gitlows on December 20th under Section 1817 of Coral Gables City Zoning Code. It prohibits pennants, banners, balloons, and other attention attractors. Garcia noted on the ticket displaying an offensive inflatable doll. Absolutely correct, sir. A an offensive, not just an inflatable doll, but an offensive one. Oh, my gosh. Shelly Gitlow, 54, says the doll was a display was her idea. Holiday humor. I'm a screenwriter, she says. I have an active imagination. Neither she nor her husband thought it was offensive. It's a blow-up mannequin. The Gitlows are contesting the citation and appear. Now, this is an old story. This is a, from January 26th. It says they had to appear in City Hall February 9th before a ticket hearing officer and et cetera. So I don't, we don't know what the resolution of that is. Maybe we'll find more about it. Huh? But we certainly can't talk about anybody involved in other than the Gitlows. Unless their, their name might be on the list, too. Where's the list? Okay, I'm looking for the list. Oh, no, this is from a Big Tim. Says, I've had Sirius for about a year and a half, and I'm dying to hear you uncensored. Oh, hey, listen, uncensored is like, I, I don't even want that. I just like to go back the way it was on Friday. You're like English. Right, just to be able to speak without uh, peeing in your pants and every other word. Oh, see, there he goes again. As for the cool management at QM, without Neil, I personally have no reason to turn your station on again. No fading, no beeps or lost dialogue. I don't think I'll be alone in this either. I'll keep my fingers crossed and hope for a quick buyout, says Big Tim. Well, I mean, I thought that there were discussions going on with Sirius anywhere they're supposed to have been, but in, in, in lieu of that, in lieu of something productive and progressive and that really could have been sensational for everybody, instead of that, as usual, we had the Joyce Crawford overreaction and psychosis going on today. And if you tuned in in midstream, we were going to do the usual show that we I got my whole pile of stuff and our polls and all the pictures, and we got uh, Melissa George on the website. Although, quite frankly, I'm not so sure we ought to have that on there either, right? Now they mentioned it on that beaded curtain. We might have to give you like everybody their own private password to get down the beaded curtain to make sure we checked ID first. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, we could be in big tourists. Exclusively. Do you have a heart or a liver? No, Canada. No NHL this year. <laughs> Greg and Joyce and Joyce and Greg, we got a match made in purgatory, make no mistake about it. And we're all suffering the fallout. Anyway, here's the poll from uh, Friday. Who's your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being ugly? Uh. Now, wait a minute. Could I do that anymore or what? Uh, you know what? You don't How about a big juicy one like that? Can we do that now that we're being monitored? You don't have to worry about it because when in doubt, they'll dump it out. Oh, that's right. When in doubt, they'll bleep it yeah, out. Just relax. 
Oh, I'm not, oh yeah. <laughs> Just relax my ass. <laughs> no, not that. Oh, can't say that either? No, then you'll make another sound. I, I still don't see. I mean, they got the fax number here. They could be faxing anything they want to do, but no in, no input, no information. Just don't, don't do this. And that's it. Of course, I don't know what they said. Did they say don't do? I don't know what, what did they say. don't. No, don't, don't. Whatever right. it is. Elvis Presley had a song called Don't, and I guess that's going to be our theme song now, QM. Whatever you're thinking of doing or saying, don't. Don't say it. Don't do it. Don't think about it. Don't breathe it. Don't, uh, oh, man. As a matter of fact, I've got some nice instrumental religious music. That would be good. Be oh, wouldn't that be soothing? Right. Oh, absolutely. This one's yeah. a requiem. How appropriate. Mm-hmm. That, that's what today is, man. It's like funeral for QAM. Wait till that next trend comes out. You think the last one was good. Wait till you see this. Oh, I love it. Now if we can just make some pancakes with real butter. It could be arranged. Mmm. Wouldn't that be great? By the way, Krispy Kreme is uh, poisoning the uh, audience, the uh, the <laughs> building there. They've got 80 million uh, boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts in there. Hey, I ate a whole box. Did you really? No, you didn't. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> what is there, like nine in a box? Dozens. A dozen. A dirty dozen. You didn't eat a dozen donuts. Oh, butter, I did. <laughs> I thought I smelled something all the way up here. Can you smell it, folks? It's wow. Josh. Oh, we better not make any more reference to that because that sounds like you know what kind of activity to me. So uh, govern yourself accordingly, okay? Do not make any reference to any uh, kind of right smells. Oh, I see. We asked on Friday, who's your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being ugly? Steve Buscemi came from uh, behind and won 221 to Charles Bronson 193. Humphrey Bogart, a respectable third, 125. Little Danny DeVito, Mr. Um, Martini, Mancini Martini, uh, 101, a nice fourth place. After that, Rodney Dangerfield, 90. Christopher Walken, 63. If I read all of these, this should take us to 11 o'clock. It's a nice, safe list, by the way, Duff. Don't worry. Don't get into a panic. Christopher Walken, 63. Barbara Streisand, 55. Walter Matthau, 36. Whoopi Goldberg, not Hank, but <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, had 34. Sarah Jessica Parker, 33. Marty Feldman had... About 30, man. Woody Allen, 27. Kathy Bates, 27. I'm not going to read these all. Too many. Gene Hackman and Morgan Freeman, 25 apiece. James Woods and Boris Karloff, 24 apiece. I'll just do the 20-plus. Don Knotts and Edward James, almost 21. And Billy Bob Thornton had 20. Gene Wilder and Ed Asner bubbling under with 19. Well, they were so close to 20, right? I could read the whole list, but it would be really ponderous. I said we got Melissa George on the beaded curtain today. Let's take a look at Melissa, born August 6, 1976, which makes her 20, almost 29. Not quite. Almost. About 30, man. Not quite. Born in Perth, Western Australia. She dropped out of high school at age 16, and take a look at her now on that beaded curtain. Uh, she's making derailed right now. Uh, don't be doing that. Oh, oh, sorry. Are you out of your mind? Are you crazy or what? Well, I hope uh -huh. they dumped it. Dump it. When in doubt, dump it out. Bleep it out, okay? Bleep it, bleep it, bleep it. They got both of them a lot of practice when Stern was on, and now we're bleeping this show. I can't wait for them to start bleeping the Ed Kaplan show. That'll be good. In fact, you know, I think what's coming soon, if Joyce has her way, we're going to be dumping Sporting News Radio from 2 to 5 in the morning. How do you like them apples, huh? By the way, did I mention I saw those two movies over the weekend? I didn't mention that on the air. I mentioned it off the air uh, long before when we thought we were going to do, like, a radio show today. Casino, which I'm sure a lot of you have seen Casino, it's uh, it's really not very good. Did you like yeah, it? Uh, I liked it at the time that I tried watching it again, and it was no. uh, not as good. So it was like It's Joe Pesci thing. doing his Boca Brian routine. You know, they're the same person, Pesci and Boca and Boca and Pesci, the same person. I, I thought the it was same insightful, old... if any of it was true, you know, about the goings-on. It was insightful? About the goings-on, all that backroom shenanigans. Nah, we've we had a million of those casino-type movies. Although, oh. let's see, that one, I don't know, that movie's about ten years old, whatever, seven 
And I saw it when it first came out, and it was okay, but seeing it again, I have no idea why I watched it all the way through. Mm-hmm. No idea. No, no time? Uh, that must have been it. But I did watch it all the way through, and it ended like kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't want to spoil the ending for you, where he's got the big glasses on, he's sitting there, he's back in San Diego, he's uh, uh, handicapping a horse's way, and he came out okay, and everybody else is dead, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't like that narration thing. I, I can't stand yeah. it, like in Goodfellas, you know. Right, that's for... And in this slow. movie, it's narrated by, alternately, between Joe Pesci and um, De Niro, and then Joe Pesci is still narrating when he's getting killed, which I find kind of bizarre, you know. His brother gets it, and they do it. <laughs> And they right. bury them alive, you know. And I just well, he had a good know. perspective on that. <laughs> yeah, it was timely, just like our little notification right before the show day. It was very timely. You know, they had to kiss the microphone on the ground, and their and their buttons that I'm still here right now. They had to be kissing each other. They probably are. Any any lesser of a man would have just gotten up and uh, gone into the other room and gone back to bed and just said, "Hey, you do it. Just screw you." In fact, you ought to be uh, real happy yourself. Uh, I'm ecstatic. Not that I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And would you have blamed me if I had just said, screw you, and, no. uh, you know, I'll let the lawyers no. all work this out? Would you I blame mean, me if I played Seriously, folks, you have no idea. You think you know something. You have no concept. Mm-hmm. I'm not embellishing. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making it up. These are certifiably crazy people. I'm talking about all the people involved in these latest shenanigans, all of them on both sides, all sides, whatever side. They're, they're just crazy. They're nuts. And it just never stops the panic, the hysteria. I'm going to tell you right now, you know, even after they finally uh, got Pharrell off, after they finally kicked his ass out. Careful how you say that. We made we made a comeback. We had Joe Rose in there. We got a big uh, spring book in there. Everything, we, we made this phenomenal comeback. Everything seemed to be we were going to survive that $55,000 fine for Pharrell. And everything looked like, we, you know, hunky-dory. Oh, and by the way, would somebody tell Bob Schieffer that on the CBS Nightly News, you don't say okie-dokie? Oh, I gave up on it. I swear to you, on Friday, he got a report from one of the CBS reporters out there in the field. They came back, and he said, okie dokie. And I thought to myself, you people at CBS, when you st- you're not going to see a tear from the CBS. Now you're going to see a flood of tears. You're going to be drowning in it. Okie dokie. <laughs> wow. He is. Now, now you thought Defoe was corny. This man is uh, just an old Yahoo cornball, Bob Schieffer. So I'm done with CBS. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to watch Brian Williams because he's a, a rush Look a fan. Right. No, I'm on Peter Jennings. So I guess I'm going to be on Peter by default because right. I don't like Peter Jennings, even a little tiny bit. I don't like ABC News. Their whole presentation is kind of like stale, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's something about it. Anyway, Melissa George, did I ever get through with her? She's doing Derailed right now. The Amityville Horror, which definitely did not need to be remade, is completed. Is that out yet? I think. I, I don't know. I'm not I don't know. The original one was, uh, who was that? James Brolin was in it? I don't know. I didn't like that one either. I, I'm not saying I liked it. It was okay. horrible, but it was uh, didn't need to be remade. Alias, the uh, TV series. She was in that, Down with Love, Lost in Oz, Thieves, Newport South, Mulholland Drive. Oh, Mulholland Drive. She was good in that. That was a good movie. Did I see that? I don't think I saw that. Oh, come on. That was great. Was it? Yeah, really bizarre. I'll check it out. Sugar and Spice, The Limey, Dark City, Holly Weird, Fable, Roar, Home and Away. Just, uh, just a whole ton. I was going to say Schmidtlow, but I'm sure that they'll dump no. that out. What? Don't say that. Well, what's wrong with that? That's just too close. No, it's close to what? Close to home. I need to know, okay? We need to have uh, better specifications. We need to have better instructions. We need to... No, you're, you're laughing like there's it's, something funny about this. This is pathetic. This is absolutely pathetic. Yeah, it is. There's the list. Exactly. Boy, oh, boy. I mean, you talk about uh, hysteria and paranoia and overreaction and psychosis. That's us. Mm-hmm. All in a nutshell, right there. You got it all. Hysteria is us. You are listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560-60-QAM. About the truth. All right, do. Hey, good to see you, Rusty. Say hi to Judge Wapner for me. <laughs>
Hey, folks, it's great to be here at the Santa Maria Courthouse. Hello, jurors. Hey, I've got good news and bad news. Yeah, the good news is you don't have to go to work today. <laughs> of course, the bad news is you're Michael Jackson's peers. <laughs> yeah, I feel for Michael Jackson. No, I really do. I mean, I wouldn't want my future in the hands of 12 people who weren't even smart enough to get out of jury duty. For... <laughs> oh! Hey, look over there. It's Michael's attorney, Thomas Meserol, Jr. <laughs> hey, by the way, Thomas... Edgar Winter called. Yeah, he wants his hair back. <laughs> I know. He, no, he's got a tough job for it. I mean, it's got to be tough to defend Michael Jackson, right? I mean, seeing as how the only person who thinks he's innocent is Geraldo. <laughs> hey, stick around. We've got a great trial coming up. And after the break, believe it or not, the Dancing Edos. Oh, wait. Oh, wrong trial of the century. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Man, is he a panic or what? Huh? No. No. It's pathetic. 1046 at 560 WQM. I'm just going to continue and do the show. And uh, to hell with Duff and to hell with Clarence and to hell with Joyce and to hell with Greg and to hell with the other unmentionable parties. Uh, I hope you all rot in hell together, okay? There's a special place in hell. See, when you bring to their attention certain legitimate problems, they can't deal with those. They can never get like what you were talking about in the studio being trashed uh, this morning before you came in. Mm-hmm. Another weekend uh, party, uh, all the stuff being uh, rifled out of there, but looted, and, and, and the sales department, all these things. Can't deal with those things, but when it comes to overreacting to crap, you know, the same crap that's been going on for years and years. Oh, my God, the sky is falling, and Greg's upset, and Joyce is having another period. Yeah, right. Hey, Joyce, blow it out your Rectum. you idiot. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That'll never get on. Now, what, were you were you were both you and uh, Josh there were ear witnesses. Were we told that we were being monitored for possible FCC violations? Now, correct. That's right. Now, is it an, is it an FCC violation to say Rectum. or uh, Schmidt? I mean, I know uh, guys. I remember Joe Schmidt used to play for the Lions, middle linebacker. Now, there are a lot of things that we're not allowed to say that are not FCC violations. Oh, right? I know and that, and of course that's Joyce. Who just made, just defense. like he's doing today, makes it up. I I think I think today has been a real awakening for me. And you know what I need? Like I've been saying for a long time, a real attorney. I just read another email from a Norma, you know, Norma Kent. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Hey, you better get your settlement first, Norma, before you worry about getting anything done for me. Okay? This, this whole business, this whole insanity that we're, going, uh, we're contending with could have been taken care of a long time ago in a variety of different ways, uh, you know, as far as appeasing uh, whoever it is that bent out of shape with us. But no, not that. No, let's not uh, sign off on all of this and finally end it all. I think there's a certain amount of enjoyment. Didn't I talk about that a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago? Right. About this, uh, the movie The Hitcher with C. Thomas Howell and right. Rutger Hauer and the spitting in the face scene. You know? I think there's a certain amount of sexual, emotional uh, excitement going on there that this will never end, this madness. Because I would be perfectly ecstatic if other people are going to violate an agreement. I'd be de- delighted to come on the air. And as I tried to do in the beginning before I kept getting dumped, this is going to start sounding like the Stern Show. It's going to start sounding like a piece of Swiss cheese. At no point did anybody ever tell me that I couldn't uh, use certain names on any names on the air. Did they? Did you hear it? No, not before no. the fact. No. no. And so if that's going to be, uh, but it's, it's like you said, it's typical. She just keeps making it up as she goes along. This is a woman who has no, ex- no background, no experience in broadcast radio. She's a, uh, a funky is what she is. Trying to show corporate just how uh, she's going to handle this. Well, you've handled it real well so far, honey. You've done a hell of a masterful job. You damn near blew all of us away, me and Hank and the Mad Dog, with those contract negotiations. That was mighty pleasant. Anyway, here's our poll today. And the reason I'm doing this poll today is because uh, I had a different poll I was going to do, but everybody and their brother, this is the new thing they're talking about, especially after Condoleezza made her 18 appearances on the Sunday morning talk shows yesterday. Oh, and I'm not running for president and blah, 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 and all this other crap. But now, of course, the speculation is because if anybody says they're not going to do it, that automatically we're supposed to assume that they are, right? 
Right. It's like the Messiah thing. I'm not the Messiah. Oh, then you must be. Right. If Hillary Clinton and Condoleezza Rice ran for president in 2008, who would you vote for? i got four choices on here for you. And here's what we have so far. 449 votes. That's because I put it on there early again because I thought we were doing our usual show today, but come to find out we're not. We're doing... Beasley Broadcasting goes crazy again. Beasley Broadcasting loses their composure, loses their cool, and starts lashing out in all directions because Joyce is a dunderhead, a knucklehead. You are, I got news for you, it's not anybody on the outside who's our biggest enemy, it's Joyce over there in Naples, that's the one we have to contend with, and just like you said, she's got this list longer than your arm of all of these words, all of these things that we can't say, that have nothing, not even close to FCC regulations. And of course, do we have anybody in the building who's going to go to bat for us? No. Who's going to say, oh gee, I think you're way over the line, Joyce? No. No. We got a bunch of yes men, a bunch of wimps who are of course monitoring right now. And that's exactly, of course, what our leader wants, because that's the only way he could be there, just to surround himself with a bunch of yes-men. Oh, yes, Greg, whatever you say. Oh, Greg, it's a lawsuit. It's a suit, Greg. But whatever, you know. It's very sad. This could be one hell of a radio station. And at various times, it has been a few moments here and a few moments there. But, you know, they never leave it alone long enough for that to, like, settle in, for it to percolate. 449 votes on the poll already. 456, like I said, if Hillary ran against Condoleezza in 2008. I think that'd be great. I, now, I could be wrong, call me crazy, but somehow even those rabid Republicans in the Deep South voting for a... And she's not really all that dark, but nevertheless, uh, we know that she mm -hmm. happens to be dark-complected. Right. Condoleezza. Her heart is I, I, her, She's got a dark... Well, that we know, forgetting about her skin color, we know that. Hillary, 267, of course, keeping in mind it's this liberal Neil Rogers crowd. I'd leave the country 103. I don't blame you. Condoleezza, 56, and wouldn't vote at all. See how many say that? About 30, man. 30 out of 456 votes. If you tuned in late, you're lucky. That's all I can tell you this morning, okay? We have uh, more corporate shenanigans going on, more hysteria, more joy psychosis on the West Coast. Here's a good story, though. I like this from Amsterdam. A Dutch cafeteria owner using piping hot French fries to fend off a gun-wielding would-be robber, police in the southern city of Helmond said on Friday. Fries or frites are a national snack in Holland and Belgium where they are deep-fried in oil and salted and eaten with mayonnaise and chopped onions. As they say in China, feh. It was not known if the culprit, whose age was estimated at 16, was burned. He had threatened the owner and his wife with a handgun, Thursday night police said. Oh, brother, now they're wielding guns in Amsterdam. There's no hope. He wanted money, a police report said, but once he had hot fritas coming his way, he decided he had had enough. He succumbed to the hot fritas. The fries were cooling in a pot when the owner threw them at the intruder. Police described the youth who was still a large as thin white and with a plump nose. <laughs> oh, that narrows it down a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think it might have been the mayo that did him in. Got some bad news for all you UM fans. I, I could take some calls here, but quite frankly, I mean, just keep in mind you're being monitored, okay? And, in addition to which, speaking of being monitored, to show you our brain trust we got going there, did you hear the Mad Dog promo? Yeah, I did. I was talking uh, to Josh about it, telling him all about the history of that and how... Yeah, uh, the, the history behind that, if, if we had anybody involved in those promos who knew what goes on on this radio station, we've been trying for seven years now to get that little band of Julio's, that uh, little circle right. group, that noon circle group, off the air and off our show and off the whole radio station. And, and, and their favorite trick is to, like, call in and drop the name of one of their buddies. We've been hearing the Chris Bush stuff ever since we started on QM. And, of course, you go to great lengths to either dump it or just, just get rid of them, whatever you can do, because they're, they're chronic no-life idiots who, you know, squeeze each other when they hear, oh, I can't say that. I'm talking about squeezing each other around their shoulders, you know, right. when uh, they hear, get their name on the air. And so not only do we we encourage it by making right. a promo out of it. He, he, how many times does he say Chris right. Bush, that idiot? About yeah, times in that promo. Of course, Mad Dog's got no idea what he's talking right. about. First we fall for it, then we uh, advertise the fact that Right, right, 
Right. Nice going there, Clarence, or whoever's responsible for that stupidity. Boy, I'm but telling you. That's this? another world. See, the regular radio shows are a, oh, a, world, see. a world apart. I see. I was going to take some calls, but as soon as I said I was, they kind of like ran away. As soon as I told them they were being monitored. How do you like that? By Duff and Clarence by the word police. Yeah. So we'll take some of your calls here. 5670560, if we get any. Pound 560 on the Verizon and singular wireless line. I mean, I know line six. You know what that is. WQAM, hello. QAM. Going once. Going twice. That was it. Okay, that was a medley of our calls so far. Brilliant. You believe, you believe this? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joyce. Thanks for making our day. Joyce must be Irish. As a matter of fact, I think she is. That is an Irish name, isn't it? It could be. It could very well yeah. be. Well, happy St. Paddy's Day to you, Joyce, you nasty, hateful bitch. Can we say uh, that? Did I get on the air? I See, I have no way of knowing even well, when I'm there, there if they're in the other. Huh? We should listen to Post Delay. Yeah, so let's just start listening to Post Delay. <laughs> Somebody QAM, hello. QAM? They're there. They're being cute. Oh. Neil. Neil. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Neil. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes. I think there could only be one response to this. I think you need to put Joyce on the beaded curtain. Can you imagine her with 1920s bloomers? I got news for you, sir. We'd be on federal, uh, on death row in federal prison if we did committed a crime like that. Oh, my God. From what I understand, uh, you don't want to see Joyce, even with the clothes on. Butch lawyeress, huh? Okay. Hey, in closing? Yes. Kiki Reddick is God. Who is? I don't know. Oh. WQAM, hello. Neil, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to ask you. I know how you're doing. Very bad, I imagine. I, I want to ask, how does, how does QAM buckle down to, to just one person? Because they're a bunch of wimps. Because they have, because they're, see, when your attorney is Joyce, when she's your corporate attorney, that's why we continue day after day, week after week, month after month, of being in this position where we, are, where we have to keep, uh, you know, rolling over and uh, playing dead. I, I just don't believe this. I mean, you, uh, I imagine, are the highest rated there, and, and you're the highest rated for one reason. And that's because you you have the best program and everything, and these people don't respect that. They they, and, they don't and care I, about program. They don't care about ratings. All they care about is that they're scared to death. They're in over their heads till they're drowning, and they're peeing in their pants. And June Allison ain't even around now. You are listening to Neil. Get Roger. to the pants, sweethearts. On five sixty sixty QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Yo, listen up, there's a series that tried to be real and had a couple of swear words. And Dennis Franz was teamed with David Caruso, Jimmy Smith, Rick Schroeder, then Mark Paul Gossler. And then one show, we saw his big naked buttocks and it was scary. And everyone threw up and turned the channel. But the show stayed on for 12 years, even though nobody watched it. <laughs> it's new and white and white blue is true and white blue and white blue is true and white blue and white blue is true and white blue it's new and white Everybody raves about the Dennis Franz in that show, although I never watched that show, so maybe he was great and maybe not. But his performance in Dress to Kill was abysmal at best. It was bad. I know I mentioned that, but it just mm -hmm. uh, he was pathetic. It's a good movie, but he was horrible in it. Remember that? He was the cop? I don't remember his performance. So well, you're lucky. Yeah, no, 513 lucky. votes on the poll. Hillary against Condoleezza in 2008. Wouldn't that be great? Hillary, 309. I'd leave the country if that was the case. 117. Condoleezza, 62. And wouldn't vote, 37. 
And, of course, our polls, at least politically or any issues, they mean absolutely nothing. Like we saw in the, uh, lot, in the um, uh, slots thing where 90% of our people said they voted or would vote yes. Maybe just a lot of those people didn't bother voting. Or maybe their votes didn't get counted. One never knows. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier about uh, just walking off. I, I was hoping that you would just do that. That I would just hear a big mic just going boom, and you, you and George just walking off the show. Yeah. Just walk away. I yeah. mean, uh, how could this guy terrorize the whole? radio station because they let them that's that's how anybody can do it because when you're dealing with people who are who don't know what they're doing with people who are cowards with people who scare very easily uh that's the way it works that's the result you get as opposed to people you know saying hey cut the crap five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the verizon singular wireless lines nine fifty six this morning a moment that will live in infamy it's just like pearl harbor all over again a horrendous blast to my uh, mental existence and, of course, being preceded by saying, oh, well, we know the timing of this is real bad. And, of course, my, my great attorney who was on the phone, I only found this out a little while ago when he called here, 40 minutes with Joyce before this happened. Now, wouldn't you think I'd have had a heads up from him about this as opposed to finding out 956 from Clarence and Duff that we have, oh, the sky is falling, we're going to monitor your show, and everybody, everybody's peeing their pants, and Joyce is having another period. Wouldn't you think that would have been a more intelligent way? But my agent is uh, too busy uh, being a baseball star. He's too busy being a radio star on FTL, being Joyce Kaufman Jr., whatever. Former Lions defensive back Benny Blades is scheduled to appear in court today after being arrested for failing to attend a hearing and child support case, the state attorney general's office said over the weekend. Benny Blades. How's Brian doing? Oh, sorry. Blades was arrested February 17th in Broward after missing the January 7th hearing and taken to Michigan by authorities for the appearance in 36th District Court, said Allison Pierce spokesman for Attorney General Mike Cox. I'm sorry, for Attorney General Mike. Blades' attorney, David Burgess, said neither he nor Blades received the notice of the hearing in January, and Blades has not missed any of the 14 other court dates since the child support case began. Blades joined the Lions in 1988, played nine seasons in Detroit before Seattle signed him in 1997, after the Seahawks released him the following year. You know, I just had a great idea. Now that we have two other people, hey, see, we already have like six delays, and uh, thanks to the Stern experiment, which was a disaster, we already have like six 30-second uh, delays, right about a 45-day delay. In fact, this show that you're hearing today is uh, we originally did back in November. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking since we got these two people, they don't have much else to do anyway. I'll start just throwing some of those words in there, you know? Just to keep them awake? Yeah. <laughs> At least it'll justify Yeah. Caca. Oh, I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of something that's similar to that. Anyway, Blades, but I'm not giving them no ammunition. See what I'm saying? Right. Because we, we, haven't, we haven't been doing anything for a long time that even comes close to the borderline of FCC regulations. But don't let that confuse Joyce with the facts, okay? And the fact that they were willing to succumb to this. Oh, yeah, whatever you say. See, that, that, that's the kind of management we have, weak need. Mostly vanishing, but weak need. And so at a time when our management's supposed to be talking to Norma Kent about the serious situation, about us simulcasting our show on satellite radio and, like, branching out and really doing something productive and a lot of fun and really great that would be good for the show and good for the station and good for our lives, as opposed to that, it always comes to this. These people could take a wet dream and turn it into an into a, a agonizing experience. They could take a birthday party and turn it into a wake. <coughs> they could take Christmas and turn it into Young Kipper. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? That's their specialty. Misery is us. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Kathy Bates is the same person as Joyce. I heard that. Well, I, I would like to see her. I would like to see her break Greg's kneecaps, though. I'd pay to see that, just to get back at him for all those lies he told back. Uh, well, you know, back in December. 
Anyway, Seattle signed Benny in 1997. After the Seahawks released him the following year, Blades, a former University of Miami standout, oh my God. moved to Plantation, where he worked as a substitute teacher. During hearing Friday for a conference on his case, Blades told Circuit Court Judge G.N. Stempion that he's trying to get a certificate so he can become a full-fledged teacher. He pleaded guilty in August to failing child support. At one time, he owed nearly 300 grand in child support to the mother of a young girl. The girl is one of at least six children Blades has had with six different women. He likes to spread it around. Cox charged Blades for failing to pay child support in November 2003. If Blades meets the term of the plea agreement, the plea was expected to be withdrawn. The charge would be dismissed. Suspended the sentence. How do you like that? He's got six kids with six different uh, women. Oh, variety. Yeah, spice of life. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular wireless line. My mind is just racing in all kinds of directions now. <laughs> just racing around like like a a, a a guinea pig in a cage, a hamster, <laughs> like a gerbil in a cage. Oh, sorry, I can't say no. It's a cage. WQAM, hello. Neil, how you doing today? Okay, I'm doing just great. I, I think it's time we get our passports handy because this country is now a quasi-fascist. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're offended by you might say one word or a little sound, but fake phony news. Well, well first of all, let me, let me just say this to you: uh, the FCC didn't say anything about fart sounds. That was Joyce again. Okay. Right. See, the, the audience of this station has been conditioned, unfortunately, to think that all of these things that we've been uh, prevented from playing and doing and uh, saying that this is to comply with the uh, stricter FCC regulation. No, it's just it's just this one person in uh, Naples making it up as she goes along, who has absolutely no background in broadcast law whatsoever, zero, none. Well, I think most of the people running our broadcast companies now have no background in broadcasting. Yeah. Well, and, no, most of them are grave robbers. And it, and it shows, and I think it's, they're, they're, I think America is gone. It's gone. I think I'm, it's I'm just, gone. That's why just, I'm gone, man. It's just an idea that's a memory. Yeah. And I don't know what we do about it, but. Passport office, Pally. Good luck to us, I guess. While they're, while they're still giving them out. Take care, Neil. Okay. Because you know how that goes in fascist countries. A lot of times they, um, oh, I'm leaving. Oh, no, mm -hmm. you're not. No, we have ways. Yeah, we have ways of making sure you don't leave until we're ready. WQAM, hello. Yes, QAM. QAM. Neil, hey, I was listening to your uh, station and I hear you have a call about uh, Clinton and, uh, what's your name, uh, Rice running for president. Clinton and Rice, yeah. yeah I, I think if that goes through, I think Nader will end up winning with all the stupid votes we get from Florida. Uh, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. And that was uh, one of our quality calls. I hope that they monitored that very carefully and very closely. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I hope they're right on top of it. Although, from what I'm hearing, they probably are. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you doing? Okay. Just a comment about uh, Benny Blades. Uh, don't you think that maybe after, like, the fourth or fifth time around, he may have said, you know what? Maybe I'll use a condom this time? No. And, uh, he must really he likes spreading it around, baby. He wants to be like George Washington. He wants to be the father of our country. He could be the father of a few countries if he doesn't use a condom soon. Uh-huh. And uh, he wants to be a substitute teacher. He must have blown a lot of cash in his years playing because uh, I got news for you. Substitute teacher don't pay very much. And he must really need the money. Yeah, evidently. Okay, good luck to him, pal. Not. 5670560, oh, pound 560. That's one hell of a classy family. No mistake about it. Maybe he can go visit, what's her name, Ashley Smith, and she can make him some real pancakes with real butter. Mm. Talk about God. Read uh, some quotes from the Bible. Right, Bible, take a shower. Take a shower together. Well, not together necessarily. She is. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I started to, to 
to know who I was. Please. Oh, I, I, I'm telling you, you talk about a feeding frenzy. These people are insane. They're obsessed with this story. Just obsessed. I think CNN and Joyce are in the same boat. I think they're both going over the edge today together in a banana boat together. I, they're just off the wall with this thing. All weekend long. And now that they got this, these uh, series of interviews with this broad, with this blonde bimbo, it's like uh, she, she's a simpleton. Oh, but she's a hero. She's a simpleton. She's a silly person. She was. She went. She wanted to go into a room so she could read the Bible. Typical. What would you expect in Atlanta anyway, right? Well, Yahoo. That's what you'd expect, and that's what you got. And then once they sat down and started talking about the Bible and God and pancakes with real butter, then mm -hmm. oh, then he really saw the light. And these things that she's saying about him, like uh, like he just he just wanted a little normalcy. That's all. Yeah, he just wanted some normalness to his life. That's a direct quote. Listen, when morning, look, look at the two talked about the Bible. She handed him right. photos of her family, her dead husband and her daughter. When morning came, Nichols was overwhelmed when Smith made him pancakes with real butter. He told her he just wanted some normalness to his life. And you know something? That's what we want here at QAM. You go, girl, Ashley. That's what we want at WQAM. Some normalness in our freaking lives is what we want. I'm sorry, in our freaking lives. Yeah. Well, I remember Ford Frick used to be the commissioner of baseball before Clarence was born. You know, Clarence, the sports expert? Yeah. Twelve minutes after 11 at 560 WQM. I think I'm getting a real nasty sore throat, you know? I. I'm envisioning at least like a month of being out with like some horrible crud. Oh, we got nice requiems for all day. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, if we just had some nice buttermilk pancakes. Oh, yeah. With real poisonberry syrup. Nice and normal. I'll tell you one thing, we can only hope. Oh, that's right, Josh had a whole box of them. I was going to say, well, maybe somebody doctored some of the other, uh, no, some of the, some of the other um, pa uh, uh, pancakes, <laughs> some, of the, some of the other donuts. Well, what, now, what inspired that? Well, how come the Krispy Kreme showed uh, up with an event or something going on? There's some kind of a special thing going on? Mm -hmm. Anniversary, something. I see. Wouldn't it be a shame if, like, some of them were, like, poisoned with like, some, like, arsenic and stuff like that? And if some of the people that we like a lot in that building start, like, eh, like, spewing out all kinds of noxious uh, crap all over the floor and just um, gagging and puking and dying a horrible death. That would be very bad. Yeah, Joyce. not me. No, not, no, I just said we let, well, well, your box was okay. That's what Duff said. 11.13 at 5.60 WQAM. The main man. See, now, I want to tell you one thing before this continues. This whole, uh, I, I, how are we going to know what's getting on here or what's not? I don't want, if this is going to turn into another Howard Stern thing where every every time I say anything, every time I fart silently here on this end, you know, we're going to have the dump on me, then uh, I want to know about that right now because then I will play music. If that's the game they're going to play, then I'm playing music. I'm going, like, uh, you know, straight to uh, my good friend there, Burton Cummings. Careful. What? We don't know what Burton's going to say. After all, he's Canadian. Yeah, that's true. He's from Calgary, eh? Or Winnipeg. He's from Winnipeg, eh? I say instrumentals only. He's a hoser from Winnipeg. See? Can't say that anymore. No, that's right. Can't say hoser. The main man, Anthony Caliendo at Acceptance Capital Mortgage, knows that paying off your credit cards, lowering your debt, cutting your mortgage payments, pulling out cash, investing in real estate, all of these things are at the top of your lists. Now, Florida continues to be one of the hottest real estate markets in the entire country, so it just doesn't make sense to keep so much equity tied up in your house or pay those outrageous high interest rates. The main man is partnering with kids in distress, helping abused and neglected children in South Florida for 25 years, and this year his staff is donating a portion of their commission on every single closed loan for this worthwhile cause. With six kids of his own, the main man knows how important being a parent is, so call the main man toll-free 1-888-483-LOAN. 
That's one triple eight four eight three loan or go to the mainman.com and fill your application out online. No matter what your situation is, he'll find a solution for you and get the deal done. So forget about calling anybody else in the mortgage business if you want the deal done right and the way you want it. Call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, today, one triple eight four eight three loan. That's one eight 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 four eight three L O A N. You're listening to Neil Rogers. This is a very special CSI Dublin. Some of the morning, Officer Augustin. Aye, and the rest of the day to yourself, Officer O'Willows. What do you say we find the murderer? Aye, right after we finish these pints. <laughs> <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, everyone's Irish. And on CSI Dublin, everyone's a suspect. Okay, Hurley, we think you poisoned the victim with your corned beef and cabbage. You can't prove anything, O'Gristle. We're still going to take you down to the pub for questioning. CSI Dublin. It's one happy hour of television. Uh, here's a fine job catching those murderers. Murderers? But we only got one of us. Nathan Bagara, oh, well, I must be seeing double again. I'll drink to that. CSI Dublin. Okay, let me just uh, click send here on this email to Norma. Let's face it, Norma, you're full of it, like usual. It's uh, 1119 at 560 WQAM. Church going. Now, see, this is the story that they should have played up big, but yeah. for some reason the media doesn't, doesn't, barely even talking about this anymore. It's like it happened, and now we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. Even though seven uh, people died and the uh, shooter himself. Of course, shooting, uh, all kinds of shooting stories. In Margate, Lauderhill Mall, mm-hmm. just everybody in America is like... Just gone nuts all at the same time. Must be those violent video games, don't you think? That's uh, that's it. See, there was no murder before those existed. That is correct. The man who police say killed seven people and himself during a church service at a suburban Milwaukee hotel was remembered by his neighbors as a man so gentle that he couldn't hurt an animal. Kind of like Tony Perkins. Remember the last scene in Psycho? That's right. He wouldn't hurt a fly. Unless it was, of course, on Tab Hunter's pants. When chipmunks got into Terry Ratzman's garden, he set up traps to catch them, but his neighbor said he kept the animals alive and let them loose somewhere else. He couldn't even kill a chipmunk. He was that kind of individual, said Gene Herman, who lived next door to Ratzman for about, about 30, 30 years. Ratzman arrived at the service late on Saturday armed with a handgun and opened fire. His victims included the pastor and his teenage son, Chandra Fraser. Oh, not Chandra. I thought Chandra, I thought they found her ass. And the rest of her, too. No, maybe the rest of her is still around. Chandra Fraser, who was at the service, said the gunman started shooting shortly after the service began. He even stopped once to reload. She said she was sitting in front of a family he mowed down. <laughs> It was mayhem, she told reporters outside the hotel. I dove under a chair. The man whose chair I dove under died. I'm asking myself why I'm still alive. Ratzman was described by neighbors. Here comes the best part. As quiet and devout. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, the fact that it was a churchgoer, I mean, all of these evil people, they're supposed to be always a bunch of heathens. And if they would just turn to God, like, uh, what's his name there in Atlanta? Oh, I forgot his name. I don't know his name either. Ashley's boyfriend. Brian Nichols. That's it. Ratzman was described as quiet and devout. He liked to tinker about his house and garden, said Shane Caldwell, another neighbor who knew Ratzman for about a decade. Ratzman lived with his mother and sister in a modest two-star brown home about two miles from the suburban Milwaukee hotel, where police say he opened fire during a service of the Living Church of God. Living? Surprise! Not no more, you're not. Police were interviewing them yesterday. Ratzman went to church every Saturday, Caldwell said. He wasn't a dark guy. He was an average Joe. Well, Brian Nichols was kind of a dark guy, but this one wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's not like he ever pushed his beliefs on anybody else. But a church member who was at the service when the shooting took place said Ratzman seemed depressed to her. Frazier told CBS News that Ratzman was upset by an earlier sermon from another preacher. Ho-ho! That can't be, can it? 
Ratzman built his own greenhouse, and neighbors said he shared his homegrown vegetables with him. Culwell said Ratzman raised trout and designed a system in which he used trout waste to fertilize his greenhouse plants, including tropical plants and Venus flytraps. That's Venus, by the way, Duff. Venus. Then recycled the water back into the fish tank. He also built his own garage. His own garage. A week ago, Caldwell helped Ratzman fix his truck. Herman said he took good care of his house and three dogs. He never bothered nobody around here. He said he brought me over a zucchini that was about a foot and a half long, Caldwell told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. We ate it for a week. Wow. Yeah. That's some zucchini. That sure is. Robert Blachick, another resident of Ratzman's modest New Berlin neighborhood, said Ratzman was a drinker, but he couldn't believe he might be violent. He was the quietest guy in the world, the nicest, said Blachick. I would never have believed this in a million years. Well, isn't that the way it always is? Beware of the real quiet people. The real low-key quiet people. Like Ed Kaplan, for example. You know, Eddie K is very kind of low-key, real Mm -hmm. quiet. One of these days, though, more crap happens in that radio station. Eddie K is the guy. I I would point to him first. Point to the quiet guys. Wouldn't you say so? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm getting a real bad sore throat. I think I'm getting a strep throat. You know, the kind of thing that has you on the sideline for about two months? You're getting stressed throat? Stressed throat, yeah. 601 votes on the poll, Hillary and Condoleezza. If Hillary and Condoleezza ran for president in 2008, would that be great? What would you do? I'd vote for Hillary, 351. I'd leave the country, 136. Condoleezza, 72. And I wouldn't vote 42. So it's 351 to 72, Hillary and Condoleezza in our left-wing commie pinko crowd. At least that would assure our first dyke president anyway. Now, can we say that? Uh, Dyke, uh, no, okay. Are you getting any further update no. as to what is going no. on in there? No. Well, well, don't you think we at least deserve that? Don't you think we you deserve really a little better clarification? Because when all that crap happened in the first few minutes when I decided on my own, and by the way, I now have an authority from Joyce that if I want to do that, I can, but I'm not going to. Not today. I'll give them, I'll give them 24 hours till 10 o'clock tomorrow morning to get their act straightened out and decide what the hell they want to do and if they want to just totally capitulate and just hand the keys to the kingdom over uh, to anybody they want. I mean, that's up to them. I just would like to point something out to the audience, okay? I'm not the one who decided to put Scott Farrell on the air, and I'm certainly not the one who decided to put the Howard Stern show on this station. And that's not a shot at Howard. It's just it's just speaking reality the way it is in this community. That's all. When you've been around a long time and you know what's going on and what's going to happen and the repercussions and the penalty you're going to have to pay for it, uh, you know, and didn't I say um, many, many times on the air, wasn't I called in the middle of the show one day to go in the other room and put you on the air for five minutes so I could take a frantic call on behalf of Greg from his intermediary duff? Remember that day? Yes, I do. Does Neil know something about the Stern Show? Somebody else pick it up? Uh, no, it, it, it wasn't that I knew anything. It was just common sense that it was going to be a mitigated disaster for all of us. And we're, and we're, we're all, the rest of us now, paying the price for it. You see, there's one guy in the building. He's the, the Teflon manager. And no matter what it is he does, it, it, just, it just, you know, like stink on, uh, on Uranus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't know if we can say it. Well, uh, well, and we never will know. We'll have to find out from the audience how much of the stuff's getting on the air or not. Now, if, if you're right, though, and we're streaming the post-delay, then Eric would know. Maybe no, Eric uh, get... according to Eric, we're streaming pre-delay. Even though All we're... right! I did have a discussion with them about, uh, you know, how unsafe that would be, not because of the, the profanity, but libelous, possibly libelous things. Right. And that was months ago. And they don't care. Apparently not. I see. Well, they have bigger fish to fry. They've got to get that sales manager off his ass. You know, Curtis? Because Curtis is very sensitive, and if we talk about him on the air, oh, I don't want to be—I don't want to be the uh, subject matter for a whole week. I'm not coming in there and talking to him. That bad fact. Yeah, that's a good excuse, Curtis. Why we have the same stale copy, and we've got a sales department that we wouldn't wish on Hitler. 
26 past 11 at 560 WQM on an unexpectedly depressing and morbid and psychotic day here. Just out of nowhere, out of the blue, at 9.56 a.m. this morning came a, another, yet another psychotic episode from the West Coast from Joyce by way of Duff and Clarence, the uh, Flunky Boys. Fritz and Franz, Beer House and Coral Gables is bringing... Now, can I say Coral Gables on here? I'll go check. Okay. Fritz and Franz, Beer House in the Gables is bringing Bavarian-style fun back to South Florida. Why not come by and say Guten Tag? We better check if we can see that. And uh, sample uh, some of the most delicious German Bavarian cuisine anywhere outside of northeastern Europe. Schnitzel, bratwurst, salads, and strudel, all in an atmosphere that would make the Von Trapp family proud. And don't forget the Warsteiner leader boots. It's enough beer to get your leader hosen in a knot, and I'm sure we can't say that. Fritz and Franz isn't only making the hills come alive with the sound of music. It's turning the gables into a veritable little Frankfurt, because at Fritz and Franz, it's Oktoberfest every single day. Located at 60 Merrick Way, just a block west of Miracle Mile, it's the ideal meeting place for those of you who like to march to the beat of a different tuba. So call 305-774-1883 for directions and monthly Warsteiner Beer Festival information, and tell them that old Neil sent you by. That's 305-774-1883 for Fritz and Franz Beer House, not your ordinary Oompa place, as Rick Riley would say. You are listening to me, 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 Neil Rogers, exclusively on 560 QAM. I looked up Heine. Yeah. Disgusting, man. I just can't begin to... Uh, there are no words in language, and certainly not ones I can use anymore, now that we can't say crap. Yeah, but that uh, show sure wasn't funny. Oh, brother. She is just... Uh, and you haven't seen that spot yet with a purple dress where she's doing the Jenny Craig spot? <laughs> I've been very lucky. She says it in such a way as if to hold up a sign that says, Am I not the most disgusting fat pig you've ever seen in your life? And the answer, of course, is yeah. yes. God, she is just nasty. I mean, it's one thing to be fat, believe me, I know all about that. But it's just another thing to, like, uh, like force it on. Like, like, this is my life. I'm fat, and I'm going to, like, uh, lay it all over your body. What a thought that is. Grotesque. And that's why she's got her own show now, The Fat Show. 5670560, oh, no. pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. If you're wondering, I'm sure the audience is kind of like in a dilemma here today. I just got a paper cut, by the way, during the break. And that, that oh, should be nice. at least two months, two months paid uh, vacation there. That's right. Workman's Cup. Paper cut on my ring finger on my right hand. Okay. Oh, look at that. Oh, tongue is the worst place. WQAM, hello. Neil, can I still go? 
No, you're done. You're out. I'll guarantee you that gets dumped. WQAM, hello. Not there. 5670560. Oh, Not getting much response here today because, of course, uh, the show has been turned inside out. And this audience hasn't got any idea what's going on. And quite frankly, neither do we, which makes it a match. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? We all need to get serious, man. Yeah. All right. I hope to. Uh, I hope I can. I can hear you pretty soon and serious. I'm yeah, waiting for, for you, Pally, with, the, with the agent that I got, who's busy, more worried about his uh, two hours on uh, WFTL and worried about, uh, oh, I should have done this and I'm going to do that. Uh, it, it's just impossible, man. You just feel you want to throw your arms up in the air and say, "Screw it." What's the use? Every every single time in this radio station, every time you think we finally got things calmed down a little bit, not, we finally got the lineup in place, everybody's on at the same time they're supposed to be, and uh, no, it never comes down to worth. And I'm going to tell you once again, and this is there's not even a contest. The biggest enemy of this radio station isn't somebody out there in the public. Uh, no, no, Ojean provocateur. The biggest enemy of this radio station is Joyce. Now, I did my, so I, I, my best to restrain from going into too great detail. I mean, you know, I blurted out some of it. Of course, you couldn't help back in December and early January, and most of January when they were jerking around a mad dog. But what they put me and Hank and Jim Mandich through, and it was all Joyce. All Joyce. Where the hell they found this woman to bring her in there to destroy this company, I have no idea. But you're doing a hell of a job, honey. You haven't got a clue. You have no idea what it is to do a talk show. You have no a concept of what the FCC regulations really mean. And you're just continuing to make it up as you go along. You continue having a lot more lunches with uh, Norm Kent, okay? That's going to solve a lot. You continue making up lists of 85,000 different things that we can't talk about, we can't say on the air, and reasons why we can be fired if we fart the wrong flavor or look at somebody cross-eyed, Joyce. You are the problem. You are the chigger in the woodpile, honey. There's, no, there's not even a doubt about that. And by the way, where was Joyce when they decided to put the Howard Stern show on the air? She was there. Right. Yes. I'm sure she's the one that suggested the triple dump system. Where was she to intercede and say, you know something, knowing what we know about that market and about certain individuals and about the history of all of this and what we've already been through before, knowing what we know, this is a really bad idea, a really bad idea. And why didn't she put her big club feet down then, just like she was trying to do when she was interfering with everybody's contract negotiations? Why didn't she do it then when it might have done something productive as opposed to practically chasing everybody on the staff away? You don't got it, sweetheart. You haven't got it. If I were you, I'd get back in your little pickup truck, and I'd get on a Hershey Highway and go back up there to Maryland or Virginia, wherever the hell you came from, and get out of our face before you destroy the whole company, you idiot, because you're doing one hell of a job. They're monitoring now. They're monitoring for FCC violations. Duff and clearance, which at least, like I said, gives them something to do. Speaking of gunmen, how many of these stories are there? This weekend, it's like everybody went nuts on the same weekend. Maybe the moon was in the wrong phase or something. Margate, a seven-hour standoff that began with a security guard shooting up his ex-girlfriend's apartment, included a police assault with tear gas, ended in a fire Sunday, made the national news, by the way, that apparently killed the guard and displaced at least 100 people, police and witnesses said. The body of a man matching the description of the guard was found in the rubble of the fire, the BS oh! said, and an autopsy will be conducted to determine the man's identity and cause of death. The ex-girlfriend hid in her bathroom as the security guard pumped 10 to 13 bullets through the front window of her ground floor unit at the Cross Creek Apartments. Cross Creek, we know where that is. Right by Cripple Creek. But she wasn't hurt, said Margate Police Spokesman Sergeant Andy Zedek. I wonder if he's related to Andy Zulik. Who? The security guard then ran across the courtyard to his second floor apartment and barricaded himself inside, said Zedek, who would identify the man only as head of security at the complex. Like I said, look out for those religious quiet people and for those security guards. Oh, man, they're the dangerous ones. Neighbors, court records, and newspaper articles identified the security guard as Don, Dan Magno, 40, a man with a zeal for his job who was known as Batman 
because of the enthusiasm for the superhero's memorabilia, Batman, my ass. You see, that, that was one of the sequels, Batman, my ass. <laughs> Magnu had headed security at the complex for 13 years and lived in the same U-shaped building as his former girlfriend, had an argument over the phone with her about their five-year-old daughter just before 10 o'clock yesterday morning. The woman, whom police did not identify, also had a man inside her apartment. A neighbor's family and co-workers say that might have set Magno off. Sounds like O.J. and Ron Goldman again, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Scott Autry, no relation to Gene, 12, who lived four doors down from Magno's unit, saw, saw him pointing a gun about a foot from his ex-girlfriend's window. He started to shoot. I ran inside and told my mom, Autry said in a telephone interview during the standoff. In the afternoon, SWAT armored team members wearing black fatigues took positions on the stairs leading to the second-story apartment and fired tear gas canisters that crashed through Magno's windows and exploded in plumes of white smoke. At about 4.45 p.m., deputies shot another round of tear gas in the apartment. The sheriff's office described what happened next this way. The suspect was then heard yelling that no one was coming into his apartment shortly thereafter. The only, the original, Law & Order. But if you do miss it, you can watch the new spin-off, Law & Order, Trial by Jury on Thursday. Or if that's inconvenient, you can catch Law & Order, Criminal Intent on Sunday. And if you miss all three, and don't have TiVo, there's always Law & Order Special Victims Unit on Tuesday. And if you happen to miss all four, TNT airs Law & Order reruns like ten times a day, so they've got you covered. Oh, and USA? Well, they rerun Special Victims Unit like 24-7. I'm not kidding. It's like Law & Order Channel over there. So, if you do miss the one Law & Order you can't miss, it's no big deal. Because Law & Orders are like buses. Another one will come along in ten minutes. It's 11.45 at 5.60 WQM. we got Mo Howard David after 2 this afternoon. Mad Dog at 4. we got a pristine lineup. No ball games. No UM basketball because, uh, well, you know. Uh, uh, Geldy at 7. Proving that nothing is perfect in ADK at 10 o'clock tonight. That's our award-winning lineup as it is today. Tomorrow might be different, though. I might be taking a few months off. 667 votes. If Hillary Clinton and Condoleezza ran for president in 2008, who would you vote for? What, what would you do? Besides put a bullet to your brain, what would you do? Hillary, 392. I'd leave the country, 153. Condoleezza, 78. Wouldn't vote 44 out of six, almost 700 votes. Get a lot of votes on there. Isn't that impressive? Yeah, yeah, all right. I'm impressed by the fact that you and I both, uh, when we heard that Chris Bush thing on that Mad Dog promo last hour, uh, thought the same thing. I, I told Josh the whole story just to bring him up to here, here we got these boneheads are busy monitoring us now as if they have any clue what it's really all about. And they're putting stuff on here. People were desperately trying to divest ourselves of, and they're putting that on here and repeating it over and over and over again. Chris Bush, Chris Bush, not Chris Bush. No, well, of course yeah. not. Our rejects find homes uh, elsewhere here or there. Oh, well. Here's a fax from Jay who says, I hate to say it. Oh, no, you, Jay, I see that you're absolutely, so you are. Absolutely This was the correct, biggest sir. mistake I have ever made in my life. Remember that one line I kept saying, what's going to be, what's going to change, what's going to mm -hmm. be different? Right. You're, we went out getting into it yet, and I'll read it. But I see the one sentence about the worst mistake of my life was re-signing with this bunch of nose-picking Yahoo rednecks over there in Naples. Man, these people, they would know a radio station if you shoved it inside their earlobe. Nice choice of words there. Well, I, I don't want to get dumped again. I commend you. Yeah, well, probably got dumped anyway. <laughs> hey, I have no idea. They're probably just dumping stuff based on the fact they don't want it to go on the air because they're all scared of their own hinds, you know. 57 flavors, that's what Duff says. And uh, Josh told him that was tasteless. That's Josh Cordes, by the way, told him. I hate to say this, says Jay, and hopefully you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the only person to blame is yourself. Resigning with QM was a gargantuan blunder on your part, regardless of the financial terms. The situation was as predictable as the sun rising. And, sir, you are absolutely, absolutely correct, correct, sir. 
Your talent has put you on the map, and you're letting WQM filter, suppress, and destroy your ability. I think you're a smart guy, so it shocks me that you re-signed with this card house of a radio station, especially with the possibility of individual broadcasters being fined large sums by the government. In my opinion, you should have bolted for satellite radio. I'm a big fan of the show, but QM has made it watered, so watered down, it's not as necessary to listen to it as it once was. Get yourself a, here comes the most important part of Jay's facts. Get yourself a real agent because to end your career like this is too painful to witness. Going out like a clown is what he's trying to say. Going out like a sad sack of crap, like Howard Beale. QAM's logo should be black skull and crossbones because their management decisions are poisonous. Big fan with tears in my eyes, says Jay. And Jay, you are, absolutely you got your thumb correct. right on it, sweetheart. You are absolutely, positively correct. Right. Whatever possessed me. And, of course, the fact that I don't have a real agent and I had no confidence that this guy was ever going to get any deal done with Sirius XM, a pop-up toaster, and I still have none. I still have zero. You, you don't even know about some of the deals that were going on behind the scenes that, that never materialized, that I wasn't even told about by my hotshot agent. Huh. Yeah, that, that, of course, fell apart at the seams because bada-beep, bada-boop, bada-bop, and this one uh, did this, and that one did it. Yeah. See, this is another thing, the kind of outrageous stuff that's gone on during the seven years we've worked for this company, from the O.J. golf tournament to the do, 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 do. Condoleezza business, the uh, restitution song, all of that episode there, that almost all of us got thrown under the bus for that. See, the bottom line when you work for this company is sooner or later, somebody's got to get thrown under the bus. Right, Duff? Yes. Right. Somebody's got to be a scapegoat. Because it's never going to be Greg. He's got the naked pictures. He's got something going somewhere. God only knows what it is. How anybody could have made this series of consecutive bonehead decisions that this man has made in the last three years and continue to be employed is just a shock, astonishing to me. It's mind-blowing that anybody could survive this. A series of debacles that most people would be on death row in federal court, federal prison, federal case. Am I right? I don't want to get you involved because we know yeah, that they, well, right. he hates you already. Mm -hmm. And and you're right, Jay. They really uh, and I'm you know I, why, why not admit it? There's no there's nothing to deny. Bonehead move, man. Had to be a fool to expect that anything would ever change with these mugwumps. They are what they are. Just like Vin, just like uh, Michael Corleone told Vincent in Godfather Three, you are what you are. Man, what a great line that was. A crappy movie in, as far as dialogue, but that one line, you are what you are. Maybe not all that profound, but boy, it sure fits right in with this outfit. They are what they are. They're not going to change. They're not going to learn anything. They're not going to improve. They're not going to wake up one morning and, and grow a big pair. It's just not going to happen. And knowing that ahead of time, what in God's name motivated these people to put the Howard Stern Show on this radio station with 15 people monitoring and 75 dump buttons and, and bleeping out every time Howard uh, farted for real or make-believe? We giveth and we taketh away, just like the Lord, you know. We're just like God. Tell Brian Nichols that. We're just like God. Yeah, that's why we have that, that drop-in. Mm -hmm. Because we give it, and then we take it away. Here you go. Here's some of the Stern Show. Not a whole bunch of it, but here's some of it. And then we had it on. How long did we have that thing on? August 16 was the know. day. Trust me. That was the debut date. I remember that. A day that will live in infamy. August to September to October to November to December to a what? When did we, what was the last day for that? I forgot. It's about four, four and a half months we had that on the air. How long was Pharrell on the station? Four and a half months. That, that seems to be it. Four and a half months. How long was Joe Rose on from 8 to 10? I don't know. I think about Four and a half seven months. and a half months. Oh. Now, seven and a half. Got you there. Things were going so swimmingly well that it was scary. They can't handle success at this place. They can't handle prosperity. They can't handle big numbers. They can't handle happiness, serenity, peace. All they can handle is just never-ending psychosis. It's like a crazy house. 
It's like our close personal friend Bellevue Bryan said. I hate this place. Right. Nothing works here. No. The medications don't work. No. I've been here for seven years. Yes. Nothing works here. No. I hate this place. Nothing works here. The medications don't work. I've been here for seven years. I hate this place. Nothing works here. Seven till noon at QAM. Another shooting, by the way, at a United Fest uh, at Lauder Hill Mall. What the hell is United Fest? Never probably it's in the story. Huh? Never heard of it. Left three people injured late yesterday. The same day the city received national recognition for the annual event. Sergeant Tundra King. Tundra. A spokeswoman for Lauder Hill Police said a man was in critical condition. A woman, another man, appeared to have non-life-threatening injuries. She said the victims were transported to Broward uh, Medi- General Medical, and police detained six men who they suspect were involved in the incident. King said it occurred at about 10.25 p.m. when the festival was shutting down. About 10,000 festival goers were still at the mall, she said, some of them parents pushing babies in strollers. Lovely! She said 15 officers and three police supervisors were on duty Sunday night. The officers did an excellent job of controlling the scene, she said. It was teamwork to the highest degree. It could have been a really ugly scene. King said she didn't know what sparked the shooting. We don't know who shot who or for what reason, she said, just before 11 p.m. Detectives just arrived on the scene. She said the investigation was impeded Sunday night by garbage and debris from the event. King said she's worked on the event for about seven years, and it's always been peaceful. Others, other than maybe some little disturbances, I've never seen any fights here. She said pe- people bring their families. It's about music, and it's about cotton candy. Oh, cotton candy, that'll kill you. And if the cotton candy doesn't, then the bullets might. United Fest began eight years ago as an event to celebrate Lauder Hill's diversity. Oh, man. Well, there's a little problem there. Una problema grande. Take a bunch of calls, then we're going to play music till midnight. Oh, I like it. So soothing. Oh, God, if I had some nice buttermilk pancakes with real poisonary syrup on them. With some real buttermilk pancakes are really good. Oh, man. I bet your Condoleezza could whip up a good stack, a short stack, or maybe Ed Stack. Robert Stack. WQAM, hello. I miss Robert Stack badly. QAM, hello. Neil, how are you doing, sir? Okay. Uh... I know you can't let people in on it the first 20 minutes that you weren't streaming this morning. I'm one of those 1,300 people that listen to you as often as I can on the net. Right. But is there something you could put on your website to fill in your uh, listening audience? About what? What went on the opening Hank's show and your show today? Oh, well, no, nothing went on Hank's show because we usually do the crossover. And just as I was sitting here at 9.56 getting ready to do the crossover, instead of uh, hearing Hank uh, leading into my, you know, saying something to me, all of a sudden I heard Clarence and Duff come on and breathlessly, oh, we hate to do this to you right before the show, but Joyce said that we have to monitor your show for FCC because somebody is complaining and stirring up a bunch of crap again. So uh, uh, we have to monitor your show for FCC violations every day. And so they are monitoring as we speak right now. So you better govern yourself accordingly, sir, and be very careful what you be saying. Well, there's a, there's a name I haven't heard you mention today. I don't know if that's one you can't talk about. Our governor, have you heard what he did recently? About what? I'm in Orlando. Did you hear the mayor got suspended? And he's a Democrat. Yeah, for what? Uh, supposedly a crooked election, uh, paying somebody well, to collect what, what, does that ha- what does that have to do with us, sir? You know, what, I've always said this, and it really just crossed my ass. You people in Tampa and Orlando are the most myopic, the most selfish people. All you know is your little neighborhood, like all the rest of the world cares about that. We don't care, sir, any more than we care about who's on the radio in Orlando, who's on real radio, unreal radio. We don't care. We don't give a flying. How do you like that, huh? Put that in your pipe and smoke it, sir. 
I mean, what an idiotic question. Does this have something to do with some little, um, some mayor thing? Well, what has that got to do with Governor Bush, okay? That fascist bastard. We got enough of our own fascist bastards, as in Joyce. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer hey, stop it. <laughs> Hank Goldberg, midday, 7 to 10. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAL. This is a reporter remembers. I'm Dan Rather reporting. Tonight, we'll look back at my long, distinguished career as a reporter for CBS News. I can assure you that every fact in tonight's tribute has been checked and rechecked by our CBS News producers, the best in the business. My story begins in a small town in Texas where I was born the son of poor black sharecroppers. As captain of the football, baseball, and ice hockey teams, I graduated magna sigma super cum laude. After graduation at the top of my class at Harvard, I joined the Army and earned several Purple Hearts, which I later asked John Kerry to throw away for me. After touring China as a ping-pong master, I returned home to run across the country twice, invent the smiley face, and start a large shrimp company with my Army buddy, Lieutenant Dan. I purchased CBS in 1962 and hired myself as a reporter. After the death of Walter Cronkite in 1992, I ascended to the throne of anchor of CBS Evening News with Dan Ryder, where I remained until I, alone, made the decision to step down after I was duped by my producer into airing a false report, which I wrote. And now, as I pass along the torch, lit by the likes of Cronkite and Merle, to another battle-hardened journalist, probably Katie Couric, I leave you with one word, courage. And two more words, bite me. And that's part of our world, the part that really sucks. Bye-bye, Dan. Rather, bitch. <laughs> oh, even, even Dan's upset with Joyce, and I don't blame him. See, I'm going to say it again. I just read another one of those supercilious uh, emails from Norma Kent, who just continues, but quit doing the tap dance, Norma, okay? Oh, speaking of Norma Kent, you know the movie 54? Did I mention I saw that? Or no, I talked Before about the show. I didn't mention 54. Uh, and the only reason I watched it, and I'll admit it, is because Ryan Philippe was uh, running around naked in the whole movie. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, there was nothing wrong with that. He looked real pretty. But um, the movie was horrible. And, and, I, and halfway through the movie, until I realized it was Mike Myers who played Steve, uh, what was the guy's name from Club 54 who died of AIDS? I don't Steve, know. Steve, uh, that screamer. Steve but at any rate, it was Mike Myers who played him in the movie. Right. And what was the point I was going to make about that? I don't know. He did a good job. Oh. No, but oh no, but anyway, it was Mike Myers who looked like more like Norma Kent than like uh, oh, Steve, yeah. whatever his name was. You know, no, I, really. I did think that uh, he looked a lot like Norm when I saw that movie. Yeah, see that? The character. Yeah. He looks just like Norma. Mm-hmm. Plus, he they must have had a fake nose because I didn't recognize him at all. I mean, Mike Myers is Canadian. We've seen the uh, Austin Powers eighty million times, all of them. Uh, He's the Lon Chaney like, of our time. Is he really? He's mm-hmm. good, but uh, not in that movie. That movie was just awful. But Ryan Philippe looked uh, pretty. And now, now the audience is piling on. This is exactly what you expect from South Florida. First, I read the, uh, and I was very honest, Jay had his thumb right on it. He was absolutely, absolutely correct. But now I get a fax from Tom who wants to pile on, you know. Fifteen yards for unnecessary roughness, Tom. Neil, you deserve what you get. Everyone told you it was a mistake not to sign. Get out of your contract. Get a real lawyer and sign with XM or Sirius Radio. Mis- misspelling Sirius, by the way. Giving expert advice. Can't even spell serious. Uh, here's, here's well, you remember all the fallout when you announced that you signed in the first place. That was like for the first two hours of the show afterwards. What was that? All these people calling up saying that you're crazy. What are you doing? Most of those were Howard's people. They were Stern's brother and uh, the other Howard people. Uh, most of that was an inside job. That accounts for a couple of them. 
But they were right. They were right. But if Sirius would have been that serious, then uh, we could, uh, you know, instead of but it be, but it and then waiting until like three months later and saying, oh, guess what? We want to have Neil show on there. You know, they could have put some, uh, j just been a little bit more uh, indicated they were serious. I mean, if that's their name, then live up to it. If you're going to call yourself serious, that's time to get serious, right? Yeah. Not half serious, not a little bit serious. It's time to get serious. Because these people here in this company are never going to change. And, and all of this really started big time. When they started losing it is when this Joyce Broad came along. This was the biggest mistake in the history of this business. She is a cancer on my life and my career. I can tell you that right now. And I'm, I'm being kind by putting it in those terms. A cancer on my existence. Norma emails me this. There was somebody else who sent them some some crap about they don't like Hank and they don't like me. And right away, she's overreacting. Every, if you want to get the, her knickers in a, in a uh, thing, then just call up Joyce over there and, or send her a, an email over there in Naples and tell her uh, your mama something. Oh, gee, oh, we're going to, you know. Talk about level-headed, not. Here's a fax that says Norma Kent. Norma Kent isn't your biggest problem. Just cut her loose already. She's an arrogant jackass who's more worried about being some kind of local celebrity with the radio show and fag newspaper. Now, she sold the, uh, sold the fag and the runaways and the pot stuff. You need a real agent, somebody who does just that solamente. Yeah, and who would that be? Huh? I, I Where's the real agent out there? Where's the real hero that's going to come forward and salvage my whatever I got left, whatever little credibility and humility I got left? Beside this guy who's always telling me, oh, this is uh, all set and this is taken care of. And let me tell you something, by the way, Norma Kent. I would have paid 50 grand to anybody to get them off my back, okay? Sometimes that's what it takes. Would have been a bargain. Would have been a hell of a bargain. And a hell of a lot less than those FCC fines, by the way, okay? But no, these people, they're going to stand up for principle. They're not going to let anybody shake them down. Right. That's why we got people monitoring the show today for FCC violations. That's why we can't say crap. Exactly. And, of course, that's a shot at you and uh, you and Josh there, too, because basically what it implies is that among the three of us, we're not competent. I've only been doing this 100 oh, years. Right. The three of us aren't competent to decide if something is over the line. I absolutely agree. Which I guarantee you that all three of us, even young Josh Cordes there, who don't even have his ears wet yet, even he knows. In fact, he's believed a couple of things out that I let go. How do you like that? Haven't you, sir? How did I know? Yeah, you did. What? There was one day you uh, dumped something out. I forget what it was. Maybe I did, too, but George let it go. Of course, George is a pervert anyway. What's your point? I don't know. Kill some good time. <laughs> uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, the audience has got to believe that I make this stuff up. They can't. They, they nobody, do. Nobody in your right mind could believe that this stuff could happen that four minutes before you're supposed to go on and do a talk show, which doesn't require, like, you know, uh, it's not like rocket science or, or open-heart surgery. But you have to have some kind of semblance of your brains being unscrambled. And it's like, like that. The most common statement or question at any of these appearances that I do, and, and you can count on one per appearance, is someone yeah. asking or saying, you know, how much of that is made up? How much I, of that I got is news for you. I got a pretty livid and vivid imagination. I couldn't make this stuff up. In my wildest imagination, even Edgar Allan Schmo could make this up. 744 votes on a Hillary and Condoleezza poll for 2008. Hillary, 434. Condoleezza, 80, uh, what's she got? 89. I'd leave the country, 171. Wouldn't vote 50. About 50 cent. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy anniversary. Oh, yeah, happy anniversary. And you know something? I didn't get a card. I didn't get a phone call. I didn't get an email. I didn't get a fax from any of those grave robbers there. What do I get four minutes before I go on the air today? I get psychosis. I'm, I will tell you, they, uh, three emergency broadcasting sets came across. 
What, on our station? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. All right. They can play them all day for my part. I'll just, I'll just take a nap. They can play them all day. Yeah, one other thing I want to say. Uh, thank you for the gift that I got, but the best prize of all was the good-looking secretary that you have working at the, the office there. Oh, you mean uh, he's, he's one of the Noslin. Noslin. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those that won that VIP Friday yeah. trip. Right. Well, thank God you came in when Noslin was on there and not the freaky Carlos. You just see uh, our ass. Okay, good luck, you, Pally. Don't say lawsuit. Don't say lawsuit. Oh, Greg, it's a suit. It's a suit. It's a Brooks Brothers suit, Duff. Man. There, there, you're right. Those two faxes I read, you're right, but there's no sense in piling on. I mean, it's just a, it's a cruel and unusual punishment to do that. But those people are right. I am an idiot. I am a fool. I am a moron. No, no question about it. How anybody in his right mind, with even the tiniest bit of self-confidence and ability, you have to be a M-O-R-O-N. Exactly. You said a mo. That's what the mo stands for. M-O-R-O-N. Or just M-O. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we call a mo. M-O. Yeah, say it again. Anyway, 5670560. I feel like, uh, you know, one thing talking about pancakes, I feel like I got scrambled eggs where my brains used to be, like somebody has scrambled my brains this morning. I mean... I, I can't even imagine the look on my face when I, well, all of a sudden those voices came on there, and I'm sitting here ready to uh, join in with Hank there and do our little stereo crossover, and he sounds like, you know, everything's going along fine, and we thought everything's going along, and, oh, you know, like that. I can imagine the look on your face. Of horror and yeah. amazement and dismay and disbelief. It was positively unbelievable and unacceptable and unreal. And unconscionable. But you see, when you're a flunky, you'll do anything that they tell you to do. That, that's the part. This is the If either one of those people ever call this place again, they're going to hear the dial tone so fast they won't know what hit them. If I would have stuck to that a long time ago, I'd be mentally in a much better position right now, in a better state. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? Because I remember another incident where, oh, it's, don't hang up. It's official business. There is, no, there is no official business at that place. There is only monkey business. Monkey business. No official business. Only monkey business. Call up Norma, okay? Uh, send me a fax. Send an email. Send a note in a bottle. Put it in the, uh, hope it'll uh, wind up in Lake Ontario somewhere. Put it in the, uh, in the stream. Put it in June Allison's never-ending stream. But get out of my face, because you people there are crazy people. Just, just little flunky. It, it's like, you know, throughout history. I mean, there was the court jester, but then the king, the king always had his, like, little flunkies that would go and bring the word, you know, the... Names, peons. Right. Oh, well, you're going to be executed at 2.30 this afternoon. The king, uh, yeah, has a message. I think we ought to, like, uh, get Vincent sent a message, you know? And I'm not talking about Joey Zaza, either, even if Wally Hennessy's driving him. Twelve minutes past noon at 5.60 WQM. Spring is here, just about. And now's a great time to get on down to Armstrong Ford Homestead for some great deals on new 05s. Right now, get behind the wheel of a Focus or Escape with $2,000 cash back from Ford and 0% financing. How about an exhibition with $3,000 cash back and 1.9% financing? Check out the 05 Four-Door Explorer right now at Armstrong Ford Homestead with $2,500 cash back and 1.9% financing. And don't forget, only when you buy from Armstrong Ford Homestead will you get their exclusive tires, parts, and batteries for life program, plus a free Florida Sun Pass to boot, eh? Armstrong Ford of Homestead is proud of their servicemen and women. If you're in the military, have a relative in the military, and no matter if it's active duty, reservist, National Guard, or Coast Guard. I'm sorry, that's active D. 
A military appreciation discount is waiting for you at Armstrong Ford Host of Homestead 2. David Rich and his staff will do just about anything to give you good service because being locally owned and operated, they want to make you a customer for life, and they will guarantee you. They'll bet you Maddie Bell's life on it. You're going to get the best price only at Armstrong Ford Homestead. 30725 South Dixie Highway, just 20 minutes south of the 836. Check them on the web, armstrongcars.com, and then you can give David Rich or Victor a call at 305. That's 305-247-5112, 247 a little and save thousands for yourself from Armstrong Ford of Homestead. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 QAM. What is Plato's retreat? Celebrity justice. This is one of many. Michael, as your defense attorney, I... but I have something. There were many children, Michael. thousands of children, Michael. doing all kind of crazy stuff. Michael. You know, everything you can imagine. Thousands upon thousands of children, children all over the world. Shut up. Many, many, many children, thousands of children. Mike. They want love. They want to be just. Michael. Macaulay Culkin, Orlando. Mr. Jackson. Kieran Culkin was people on this side. Macaulay Culkin's on this side. His sister's in there. We're all just jamming the bitch. I have a sick mind. Yeah. Sounds like a pedophile. I'm a pedophile. Of course, why not? He's totally for sex. Celebrity justice. It's uh, 1218. If this fact is correct, by the way, we are going to have music till 2 o'clock and for the foreseeable future. Uh, I was just told that it's not correct other than the uh, EAS business. Other than the what? The EBS, which is now the EAS. What does that got to do with dumping uh, stuff we're talking about? That's what I'm saying. According to the power that be, we were not being dumped. So evidently, this fact we just got here is from an Ojean provocateur trying to stir the pot. In Coral Springs. So I'll uh, blow out your... Uh, exactly, okay? This uh, fact here says, During the last few minutes, you've been dumped a numerous times. It says, I heard Stern this morning during a Hank commercial. He was farting. Happy birthday to somebody. Why can he do it on another beat? Another... Oh, my... You know something? That is incredible. This is even better than the other facts. Yeah. He was farting happy birthday to someone. Why can This is on the Beasley Station in Fort Myers that our company owns over there. Mm-hmm. And your show is chopped up. Where's the consistency? You should walk out. QAM deserves more. The more I think about it, the more I think this faction's got a point. Well, that's what I should have done today. As soon as they came out, of course, it caught me off guard with such a, a shock. I should have said, hey, uh, as, soon as, as soon as you decide what you want, I'll come back. Otherwise, blow it out your uh, mm-hmm. ass. That, that's a good point. They're still carrying the Stern show over there in Fort Myers. I wonder if that station is there's the Beasley station. He was farting happy birthday, and I guess Joyce has no problem with that. But if we dare have a fart sound on the air on this station, not again, not that we can't live without the fart sounds, but it's just it's just an example to show you the kind of lengths that they're going to try to like cut our balls off here on this radio station so we can't do anything to kind of guarantee our failure. I mean, if they want us to fail, then why not tell us that? Unfreaking believable. Oh, by the way, happy anniversary, Neil. Thank you. Thank you, Duff and Clarence and Greg. Of course, Greg was, uh, as usual, a wall. You know, when, they, when the, when the tough, you know, going gets tough, the tough uh, get out of the country. The tough go on vacation. Like that first, I mean, could we ever forget that first day on this radio station? After lie, after lie, threat after threat that we had to hold their feet to the fire to get that make-believe studio on the second floor finished. And after nobody in their right mind believed that we'd have a studio ready to go on the air on that December 30th, Seven years ago, seven years plus, seven and a quarter. Mm-hmm. 
And so Greg takes the family, and they get on a plane, and they go out of town to Chicago. Because, God forbid, he would have been around because he knew it was probably going to be a disaster. And and right till like a few minutes before we got on the air, we didn't even know if we were going to get on the air. Remember that? Mm, of course. How could I forget? And the fact that we worked through the night to get some bits in there because the DCS wasn't running until 9 o'clock the night before. Right. Oh, man, I think the book is the good idea. I think talking to Tom Jicka, my bald-headed good personal friend, I think after the show, that's a good idea, too. You want one hell of a story, Tommy? I'm ready. Of course, he isn't going to print it anyway. Right. He's also been neutralized. We'll call Barry Jackson. I don't have Barry. Don't speak to me. Barry don't recognize me, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't dignify him anyway. Barry Jackass, that little brown paper bag carrying piece of turd. I wouldn't talk to him. <laughs> a lump on, like a lump on a on a on your ass. That's Barry. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Happy Monday. Back to you. Wonderful. Listen. You know what they deserve to monitor? That Eddie's voicemail with boing, 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 boing all for the yeah, next two hours. Let's play it all the way through the rest of the day. I think it's a good idea. Since they're busy promoting uh, Chris Bush, I think that guy <laughs> had a good point. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Endless loop. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow for four hours. All right, I'll be here for that. Let me correct myself. Maybe you'll do that tomorrow for four hours. I'll be happy to. With some Requiem music in the background. Right, that would be good. As Keep the music going. It's perfect. As President Bush campaigns to change Social Security, needs to win over independents, married women, and Southerners. People who tend to support him on terrorism but have indicated doubts about his plan for the retirement program. Just over a third of Americans, 37%, approve of Bush's handling of Social Security, an AP poll found. When it comes to Bush's strong suit, handling foreign policy and terrorism, 52% approve. They like all those dead people in Iraq, including the Americans. A majority of Americans, 56%, say they disapprove of Bush's handling of Social Security. A similar number in a recent poll uh, by the AP opposed the creation of personal investment accounts, a proposal central to Bush's plans. Like I said, let's let you take all the money to the track. Okay, all your retirement money, just take it to the track. Oh, that's right, I forgot his brother, our fat-ass governor, he don't like gambling. I'm sorry. Well, we'll play the lottery with it then, something he does like. There you go, play, play that Florida lottery. That's a really good bet. I see somebody in Hallandale won $20 million. I hope it wasn't Sonny Rosenberg. Oi! Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. A day that will live in infamy. March fourteenth, two thousand and five. Another day in hell with Joyce and the Beasleys. Now, now let me ask you: Is Greg back from his uh, vacation? Yes. You've seen him there. He's actually back. No. You just know that he's back. Yes. Okay. Well, that having been said, since he's supposed to be the general mangler, and since he's got his uh, tentacles all over uh, and footprints all over everything that goes on, unfortunately, uh, where is he in the middle of all of this? I don't know. You see, I'm afraid that Joyce has rendered him impotent. She has uh, chopped off his uh, glands. Don't cut! Too late. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Hey, sorry, Heather. That's okay. Everybody's got to go sometime. You know, you brought back some memories that you were raving about just a minute ago about your first day on the air. On QAM. I was your very first call at QAM. Wow. And I was oh, calling, my God. Calling from New York. I remember panicking because the numbers changed at the time, saying, i got to get on, i got to get on. And you were raving. I remember your first line was, George Corso is God. And I meant, boy, what a difference a few years make. Yeah. Years make because in order for him to get that up. Uh, 
studio going. No, that, he, at that time it was true. He had to work day and night to get all that uh, pasted yep. together equipment going in a make-believe studio. Uh, it didn't take too long, though, because I remember one, uh, not too many weeks afterward when we couldn't get on the air. Right. And Corso was over at the old uh, trailer, the old dump that they used to be broadcasting from there. On, uh, st- where the hell was it, George? Oh, in uh, like uh, Pembroke Pines. In Pembroke Pines. And, and we needed desperately to get an engineer to get him over there because we had technical problems inside our studio. And the word was his car was in the shop. He couldn't get a ride. And through all remember this, that, George? His car yeah, was in the shop. He couldn't get a ride. That, that's how much he cared about getting us back on the air. And through all of that fall, they're all Greg Reed out of town. I remember it clearly on vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was on another busman's holiday. And, you know, like I said, when the going gets tough, the tough hop out of plane and then take off. They haul ass. Well, early in the show, before they started beeping you and you were telling your story, they did allow the name of the, indi- the individual's name did get out on the air. Yeah. Not that it was anything new to any of us. No, of course not. And, and you are you are aware that back in the day in college, but there's another there was a college football player of the same name called the Throwing Samoan. Yeah. So I don't think that you can uh, be fined for mentioning a college football player. Well, oh, first of all, you can't you can't be fined for mentioning anybody's yeah. name on the air. This is this is just their own Joyce panicking and them panicking, and then Joyce tells Norma, oh well, if he wants to do it, he, you know, they they don't know what the hell they want. They've gotten themselves in such a pile of crap, and again, none of it having to do with me, Absolutely. all of it having to do with Pharrell and putting Stern on here, because they won't listen to anybody, including me. They they know best, and then we all the rest of us have to pay a wicked price for it. And all this crap. Because of a Super Bowl halftime show with two nobodies, it's it's insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know where you got me in this. You know, you want. Yeah, to but know. don't forget that was just an excuse when right. you're dealing with a bunch of fascists. That was just an excuse to impose their will and to start, you know, clamping down on everybody. Well, you know, collect the paycheck and do what you got to do. Yeah, play a lot of good music. There you go. Hey, right. Have a great day, pal. Thanks. Good hearing from you. Bye-bye. Like that, there's our first caller from QAM. Oh, if we don't know them, what we know now, we already had a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We already had a really good idea. We're working for a bunch of crazy people. Like that. Inept. Idiotic. Unreachable. Absolutely. Unreachable. You can't get to them, man. You can't talk any sense to these people. But Greg is intrigued by that. Remember Barry Jackass? He was feeding him that line over and over again. And, of course, that was when they were screwing over Joe Rosen, stringing him along and stringing him along. And then, oh, guess what, Joe? Uh, you're out. We got Howard on there. Well, you know, like I said, not knock at Howard, but the fact of the matter is he can't be on in this market, not if you want to keep your license. I tried to tell him that. Would they listen to me? No. Would they listen to anybody? No. And wasn't Joyce there when this was all going on? Yes. Joyce, look in the mirror, honey, if you've got a strong stomach. I realize it's in the middle of lunch hour. Look in the mirror. Look at your own failings. Look at your own screw-ups, honey. It ain't a pretty picture. If your carpets aren't a pretty picture, there's something you can do about it, and that is you can call the experts at Dry Concepts. I've been using these folks for almost a lifetime now, it seems like it. At least once a year, I have them come to my home, and this is a variety of homes over the past 20 years, and they dry clean my carpets and make them look just like brand new. Even when I had the dogs, and believe me, that little dog especially used to do a number on my carpets like you wouldn't believe. Even worse than Joyce is doing to us, if that's possible. And after Dry Concepts finished, you just look around and think, hey, there was never anything bad on those carpets. They look just like brand new. And, of course, when they get done, because they use a rapid drying technique, your carpets are drying just an hour and a half. You really can clean today and entertain tonight. Nobody does it better, and nobody else gives you a written guaranteed price up front before they start the job either. So you don't have to worry about rip-offs when you get your carpets cleaned. Also, your furniture, your drapery, your expensive area and oriental rugs, all of these All of these things. things. Call Dry Concepts today, toll-free. I guarantee you they'll never let you down. Call 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. 5071 or on the Wicked Web, it's dryconcepts.com. 
Rod Concepts, making carpets clean in South Florida since way back in 1979. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 QAM. I don't know what you heard about me. But 50 Cent ain't known for bravery Cause when the bullets be flying at me I run as F-A-S-T as can be I don't know what you heard about me But when they shooting out in the street You see me running as fast as can be Cause I'm a W-I-M-P Now shorty, when they shooting guns in the neighborhood I ain't no one to stick around, I'm out of the good Shoot out my lead, 50 cent, lying in the ground Now beside the leak like a faucet when I'm full of holes now Mom always told me guns were dangerous, man I'd rather be a famous living than a famous dead man Next time you hear me involved in some shootout I'm gonna play it safe and run and just chicken out I don't know what you heard about me but 50 Cent ain't known for bravery Cause when the bullets be flying at me I run as F-A-S-T as can be I don't know what you heard about me But when they shooting out at the street You see me running as fast as can be Cause I'm a W-I-M-P What well, extra fits in today, doesn't it? Fits right in with our uh, management and with our corporate attorney over there on the West Coast. 1233 at 560 WQAM. Here's a fact. Now, this, this story, this is the I saw this on the news over the weekend. This is the kind of important stuff that the media passes along to us. Mm-hmm. All these studies that are done. Wait till you hear this. Study finds soap and water are best for clean hands. <laughs> oh, Isn't that my great? God. So I just had to get I don't want to tell you soap. what I had been using. I guess I better switch. You better watch it now. You're going to get dumped any second. Just just thinking about whatever you're going to say. Forget about actually saying it. You haven't got a Chinaman's chance in hell of saying it. I, I got news for you. This this whole new deal is going to stop very quickly. As in, I'll put up with this today just to humor them. And believe me, there's no humor in it. But uh, this is going to stop as of the end of as of two o'clock. Because if they think that I'm going to come here under these circumstances every day, this is not part of our deal. Okay. This is not the way it works. This show isn't jeopardizing the license of this radio station in any way, shape, or form. We have sanitized this show to such a degree, even if you bleached your hands instead of using soap, even if you used Clorox bleach, bleaching them to the point where all the skin peeled off, you couldn't sanitize them any more than what we're doing with this show. So unless Norma Kent or uh, the powers that be there can bring Joyce back and put at least one toe on the ground and back to the real world, uh, forget about this kid. They can blow this place right out their bottom because this is totally unacceptable as what it is to me. It's a slap in the face. That's it. Put him on here. Put him on middays. Get some big numbers in there. Absolutely. Mom was right. If you want to get your hands clean, good old-fashioned soap and water work best. A new study by infection control specialist at the University of North Carolina Hospitals confirms the best way to get germs off your hands is with soap and water. How do you like that? Oh, my yeah. God. This is what America is spending their money on. I'm just curious as to what alternatives they were considering. Grease. Okay. Sand. Slop. Sand is good. <laughs> Glass. Researchers tested 14 hand hygiene agents plus tap water against specific bacteria and viruses applied to the hands of 62 adult volunteers. Soap and water or microbial soap and water were shown to be the most effective at removing viruses and bacteria. Among the viruses, soapy hand washing flushes down the drain is the one that causes the common cold. 
Other viruses that were removed were those that caused hepatitis A, stomach flu, and a host of other illnesses. Hand wipes were the least effective. They only removed about half the bacteria from volunteers' hands. First of all, anybody who uses hand wipes is, oh, a silly person. Plus, Plus they the stink. They're free. They stink. That depends on which one you're using. Waterless alcohol-based agents had variable and sometimes poor effects, becoming less effective after multiple washes. Emily Sickbert Bennett, the study's lead author, said soap and water works better over repeated use because water washes germs down the drain. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So it's always a good idea after you scrub, wash it off, okay? So I'm doing everything wrong. The author said the waterless rubs and wipes, users never rinse their hands. They just rub a chemical into their hands and let them dry. So all that schmutz just dries right there in your skin. Still, hand rub solutions are considered highly effective, especially if there's no available alternative. The study also looked at how long it takes to wash it. Oh, this was a very important study, and I'm sure our tax dollars paid for it. Hey, don't stop now. How long it takes to wash hands properly. Previous research had tested people who cleaned their hands 30 seconds or more. About 30, man. But Sickbert Bennett said the average length of time busy healthcare professionals spend washing their hands is only 10 seconds. Well, any idiot can tell you 10 seconds ain't going to do it. We wanted to test the products under realistic conditions, he said in a news release. The researchers found that hand-washing for just 10 seconds eliminated 90% of the bacteria, and that was the case for all the different hand-washing methods tested except hand wipes. So what does that mean? Oh, in other words, 10 seconds will do it? Just a quick, uh, a quick dab will do it. All right. A quicker picker-upper. How's Rosie doing? She's still dead? Yeah. Oh, damn it. 816 votes on the poll. I have no idea what the poll I know what tomorrow's poll is going to be. Oh, I've got to change it again. 816 votes. If Hillary and Condoleezza ran for president in 2008, you would vote for Hillary, 482. Leave the country, 183. Condoleezza, 93. Oh, please, Condoleezza. That's Dr. Rice. And wouldn't vote, 58. Got it? Got it. Our liberal crowd, they like Hillary. Maybe they don't like her, but, you know, that's what they got. WQAM, hello. Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. I've been listening to you all day, and I'm sorry you're having such a cruddy Monday. Um, yeah, you know, the, word, the worst thing for diabetes is stress, okay? I think this is what they're doing to me between the contract negotiations and what they pulled at 9.56 this morning. I think this constitutes a massive, gigantic lawsuit. About $50 million is what it sounds like to me. Absolutely, and I think you should uh, include the moron in Coral Gables. I'm sick of him, uh, and uh, I'm sick of him dictating what I can listen to, but... While we're on the subject, uh, Duff Lindsay needs to stop taking his check because if that guy in Gable's going to dictate programming, he should be getting paid as programming director, don't you think? Yeah, well, Duff, Duff and Clarence, between the two of them, man, I'll tell you, they're like a powerhouse one-two punch. Make no mistake about it. And I also want to praise you. I'm not tinkling, but yeah, a, lesser, a, butterfly. A, a lesser talent would have been broadcasting fax numbers for Fort Myers to yeah. get this reversed. You fight your own battles, and that's why... Uh, that's why I think you've got such a... Now, let me turn it around, though, for you. A smarter guy would have gotten up and gone back to bed and said, George, if you want to do it, fine. If not, just to play music and go to hell. I, 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 very seriously, it just happened so fast and caught me off guard. I didn't even have time to think about what I was going to do. I, I should have just well, told him to, to shove it. I, I'm not, I'm not going to work under these uh, circumstances every year. It, it's ridiculous. Well, is it possible that you found people who know less about broadcasting than Lowell Paxson? Yes, I mean... Yeah. He bought IOD and stripped the two most valuable assets he had, and now uh, if QAM loses you... I, I, got news, I got news for you, sir. Bud Paxson was a rocket scientist compared to the Beasleys. He was a genius. That's a dangerous thought. I, I'm, I'm serious. We were, George and I were talking about that earlier. That, that's a fact. Well, um, by the way, uh, as far as that name, and I did hear it come over there twice, so I was proud of you for that. Uh, the actor who played the gay son on Dynasty had that name, too, so if you want to refer to him as that, maybe that'll make his day. 
Oh, I know he wasn't gay. Oh, okay. I, I now, now you're really going off the deep end. No, no, no. The character was. Fining. Yeah, and so I know he's homophobic, so maybe that will make his day. If you call, instead of using his name, just call him the gay son for Dynasty. Have a great day, Pally. You too, pal. See you. Now, it's 20 till 1, and uh, didn't I mention to you that I need copy for Pompano Park? But, you see, Curtis, yeah, our well. sales manager, he's not going to see that they give me any copy until I stop talking about him on the air. See, I hate to break the news to you, Curtis. I don't want the copy for me. I want it for the client. I know, I know that's something that you can't relate to and that our sales mentality isn't uh, aware of. We need copy that I don't have. I have nothing. I got, I got generic, which I guess I'll do my best. But I know that for sure there's stuff that ought to be starting today. Now, Troy, little Troy, who, of course, is another one of those rehab projects that we got. Troy! One of those ex-Dolphin players. Uh, he's a good guy. I like him a lot. But, unfortunately, when it comes to, like, servicing the accounts and doing copy, copy ain't us. That, that's his thing, thing, you know? Copy ain't us. Copy ain't me. I mean, we don't, we don't have any new Pompano Park copy, do we, that I'm missing that is sitting around or somewhere? That no, you I, don't, I don't have any on me, no. No. You don't have any on you? Not copy, anyway. No. How about some... Hey, all you horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Poker has the gambling action that you are coveting, man, that you're just dying for. Just a half mile from both I-95 and the Florida Turnpike, Pompano Park features free admission and free general parking every day. As a matter of fact, when you go to Pompano Park, find my good friend Dick Feinberg, and he'll give you a song to dance about how our drivers at Pompano Park are every bit as good as the driving colony at Woodbine. And just stand there and like, just laugh and laugh. Oh, yeah, Dick, that's Dave Ingraham. Yeah, like that. He's got a good sense of humor. Live harness racing in the poker room open every day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday like today. Poker starts at noon. In other words, it's underway already today. goes till midnight. And live racing gets underway tonight at 725 and every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And, of course, simulcasting from tracks all around North America every day, seven days a week, daytime and nighttime, too. Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current racing schedule, call 954-972-2000 or go on the Wicked Web at pompanopark.com. Don't forget, poker's going on right now. First post time tonight, 725 at Pompano Park. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Lollipop, little boy. This station presents Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Kiss Me, I'm Irish Button Wearer. Mr. Kiss Me, I'm Irish Button Wearer. Each and every St. Patrick's Day, you place that pin on the lapel of your ugly green blazer in the desperate hope that someone might take you up on your offer. But nobody ever does. Sorry, Mr. Kiss Me, I'm Irish button wearer, but there's nothing smoochable about a mouth that was vomiting green beer not 20 minutes ago. You still have some on your chin. How about drinking some green mouthwash instead? It's even got alcohol in it. So the next time you're invited to lock lips with a liquor-soaked leprechaun look-alike, Pucker your mouth and say, go found your shillelagh, Clancy, to Mr. Kiss Me, I'm Irish Button Wearer, a real American hero. Mr. Kiss Me, I'm Irish Button Wearer. Where's a potato famine when you need Rectum. it? Rectum. Yeah, kiss that. It's uh, 1247 at 560. So did I mention that the Norma Kent spoke with Joyce for 40 minutes this morning? You did mention it. From about 910 till about 950. He sure did an effective job, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, nice going, Norma. She sure got the job done. And calling off the hysteria and calming her down and getting her not to intercede and create all this madness we have going on. And, and ruining our show and ruining my day and yours and everybody else's too. And causing Duff and Clarence to be sitting there listening to this non-sport show for four hours. 
which Duff may enjoy, but I'm sure Clarence is just bitterly offended. <coughs> That's for you. That's a raspberry, by the way, Clarence. They better not dump that. Raspberry. Fruits are good for you, baby. I bet you Duff knows that. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Oh, look at those phones, man. Are they smoking or what, huh? They're smoking something. WQAM, hello. Uh, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I'm high. Try to... Great. Five, six, seven. Nope, not one call on the board. Like I said, I think the music is a good idea. I think it's magnificent. Yeah. Oh, you got some. That's cool. I beg your pardon? Oh, I got mine. I got Burton Cummins, good. my slot machine playing buddy. Can we say his name anymore? No, I don't think so. I got Burton things. Certainly can't say the first syllable. I'll guarantee you that. Plus, he's breathing too hard on there anyway. Ah, cut it out, Bert. People are starting to talk. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, uh, why are they giving you the business here? I think you're doing a great job, and, you know, why don't you tell Joyce to um, stick it up her ass? Yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, Joyce, stick it up your ass. This caller hey. says... Fantastic. Neil, you okay. have a great one. Then back to you. So what does that mean if I tell her that? That's what Norma should have told her. He should have told her that if they start messing with his show, there's going to be a lawsuit. Because when they hear the word lawsuit, these people tend to, like, uh, just just shrivel Absolutely. up. They just lose it. They shrivel, like, into a little puddle because they're panic people, especially since this one person, her last name rhymes with bitch, since this individual came along to be our corporate attorney, man. She has turned this place upside down, inside out. And what you did to me this morning, Joyce, with your two partners in crime there, this is absolutely unconscionable. I wouldn't do it to Hitler. We wouldn't do it to Osama, what you did to me in this show this morning. All the years that I've been in since I was 17 years old, 45 years in this horseball business, and in my wildest dreams, I have never encountered anything like that. But these people just don't understand it. They don't know what it means to do it. I mean, it was the same way at IOD to a degree, not, not, this, not this degree, but it happened a couple of times. Right before the show, they would tell you something that would put you in a really surly, sour mood and then wonder why you were, like, in a bad mood for four hours. <laughs> yeah, how, how can I ruin your day, you know? And see, the individuals that are monitoring right now, the flunkies, uh, you know, I, I, it's gotten lately where I enjoy ruining their day because they keep coming back and, and asking me the same silly-ass question of how everything is, and I keep telling them the same thing, and nothing ever changes. Just like that piece of copy we just had. Pompano Park shouldn't pay for that spot. I think we ought to take Curtis at his word. Said if we have any any copy that isn't fresh, that hasn't been redone, we ought to just cross the spots out. When in doubt, cross them out. If everybody else can file for Chapter 11, why not? If Kmart can do it, it's good enough for us, right? Right. And the way these people are running this joint, I think that could be next. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Been trying to get in touch with you for a while. Here I am. Touch long, away. Long time, Uncle Neil, and you know. You used to talk about health issues and, you know, the floating eye things and all that stuff. Are you still allowed to talk about the uh, roids? Roids? You know, like roids. <laughs> Go ahead. I got a serious question, Uncle Neil, and I'm yes. not trying to joke you around. Uncle Neil, once more, they're going to put you in jail. All right, I won't say it. Um, you know, you get those things going on back there, like where the, you know, the little, big, big start, you know, whatever. Oh, we're not going to talk about hemorrhoids there. Are you serious? We're not going to talk about hemorrhoids on the day that they're sitting there with their finger on it. Well, of course, maybe that's where they got their finger on each other's. Well, that might be it. I bet you if, if Clarence or Duff have got roids right now, I bet you they could probably describe each other's pretty well because they, they got their finger on it. Now what we heard? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my paper's starting to get uh, all screwed up in my fax machine. Uh -oh. Whistle a tune or something. What should I whistle? We got professionals. 
Yeah, my paper was turning uh, Chinese. It was on a slant. Right. Anyway, cut the crap. Here's the day. It says, since the day you refer... Oh, this is cute. You refuse to sign the 18-page manifesto of the Beasley's do's and don'ts. You lay down the gauntlet for Joyce to figure out another way to sanitize you, regardless of your contract. Mandates will be next, it says. Remember, you are the only non-sports show, and all those sports holes are working behind your back to eradicate you from the air. Well, i got a simple solution for that. Write a check, okay? I'll take 60 cents on the dollar. How's that for the next four years? I'll go 50 cents. How's that? Write a check right now. 50 cents. I'll go, huh? You take 50 cents? 50 cents. I'll be gone so fast you wouldn't know if it hit you right in the ass. Then it says, get a real agent or lawyer. Since I started listening to you on WIOD 94, you've been complaining about his ineptness. I always thought it was part of your act. I see now it is unfortunate reality. And then, of course, he continues emailing me these sorry-ass things about, well, this one did this, and this one said joy. You know something? I don't care what anybody did. The fact of the matter is you're supposed to be the hot shot. You're supposed to be the one that got Joyce straightened out and put her feet to the fire and told her that if you start messing with the show, you're going to sue her ass. It says, can you personally go after the Coral Gables individual for restraint of trade? Oh, we've already been, we've been down that road before. That was already done years ago. We were finished with this business. And now all of a sudden, and that says, remember your new credo, collect the check. Right. No, that's not my new credo. That's Berkeley in sales. That's her credo. Just collect the check. Just cash the check. Yeah, get some copy, you silly-ass bitch. That's the problem with this joint is that nobody wants to do their job, and nobody there is willing to make them do their job. The most, the biggest bunch of slackers I have ever worked with in my life. I mean, I've worked over the years with some real losers, man, and some real lazy-ass bastards who just were faking their way through life. But we stand out in that category, man. We may not be one, number one in the ratings anymore, but we're number one in that in indifference. We just refuse to give a crap. Just cash that check. Hey, Berkeley, go out and sell a new client, okay, for once in a year. How's that peachy joint coming, by the way, she had coming on the air? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. They must have eloped with the same guy with that big, bright smile on his face. Who's popping them Zantac 150s? These people talk a good game. Bop, 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 bop. And you know something? It doesn't, it, no money out of my pocket. But the fact that they actually have somebody on here who wants to do a job for the client, who actually has a little, just a little bit of a conscience. I can't have much because I work for these people, but just a tiny little bit of a conscience. They don't understand that. It's not in their vocabulary. It is absolutely unbelievable to them. They can't, they can't relate. Berkeley. P.S. I sent you the facts about being bleep before. I wasn't trying to stir up crap, but they also used the EBS signal to bleep Howard Stern. Now, they weren't in his waning days. Did they really? I, I don't believe that. Let me say it again. The Howard Stern experiment was absolutely unacceptable. It was unnecessary and totally impossible. Unpossible to succeed. I could have told them that. They didn't need a consultant. They didn't need a rocket scientist. I told them that for free. No extra charge. Free. It's going to blow up in your face. It's going to be a disaster. And the fact that they have the uh, show on here in Fort Myers and they're putting Howard farting away over there, the, the reason for that is because there's one individual who doesn't live in Fort Myers. He lives in Dade County. And that's the reason that we all have to, like, go through this crap. And if there's anybody who wants to keep that a secret, guess what? I'll come down and I'll, bring, I'll buy billboards to put it out. How do you like that? So that the public knows exactly who's sticking it to them. And why they can't hear what they want to hear and read what they want to read and see what they want to see. And the kind of garbage that goes on in the USA. Thank God for Canada, baby. That's all I can tell you. And this ain't no picnic. This ain't no paradise. They got their, they got their few, uh, you know, Calgary-type uh, redneck uh, Yahoo uh, mugwumps. But they're outnumbered. 1256 at 5. Am I getting a little bit worked up here? Oh, a little bit. Not good. Stress kills, baby. For diabetics, yeah. stress kills. Lawsuit. Big, fat, multi-billion dollar lawsuit. You better get yourself some new clothes, Joyce. 
Instead of that burlap sack that Norma tells me you wear. Oh, yeah, he said she's a real piece of work. Hey, when you shop for quality footwear, great selection and professional service, you know by now I'm talking about our good paisans at Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. They've been doing it right by you and your feet for years and years. At Brandy's, the sales holes, make sure you get a perfect fit every time by giving you friendly professional service. They have unbeatable prices every week. And at, Rock, at Brandy's, you'll find top quality names like Sperry, Timberland, Rockports, SAS, Florsheim, and all the other top names in the shoe business. You can't beat them with a stick. Brandy's is open every day of the week for your shopping convenience, too. Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sundays 10 to 5, and you'll find Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. It's always worth the trip, no matter where you're hanging it out. And right now, this week, is a great time to buy Florsheim at Brandy's. Take 20% off on all great men's styles, so be sure to come into Brandy's this week or do your shopping online, if you like, at brandyshoes.com. You're listening to Me, Me, Neil Rogers, exclusively on 560 AM. It's the one to two hour. We try to pick up trucks and we don't wear bling. We don't talk our songs. We like to sing. We drink a little beer. We smoke a little pot. Heavens, we don't get shot. Our rims don't spin. We don't wear zoot suits. We got big belt buckles and cowboy boots. We don't drive a Benz or own a yacht. Heavens, we don't get shot. Well, we're not the kind of folk who live our lives hating, but at a square dance, we're all participating. We may own guns, but they're strictly for hunting. Thank God we don't get shot. Well, we had a good time and a whole down tent, and no one's dodging bullets from Bitty Set. We don't have East Coast, West Coast wars. We'd rather drink a course. We'd rather make love than shoot to kill. Nobody ever tried to put a cap in Faith Hill. We kiss our cousins, but follow the law. Except maybe Tim McGraw. Well, we're not the kind of folk who live our lives hating, but at a square dance, we're all participating. We may own guns, but they're strictly for hunting. Heavens, we don't get shot. American Way, baby, 102 at 560 WQM. A lot of shooting up going on, including South Florida over the weekend. A lot of people getting their you know, pent-up frustrations out of the way, right? Right. Probably in time for St. Patty's Day, when everybody gets drunk, <laughs> and then they go around shooting everybody up. What is sure is loud, isn't it? That's right. Good. House Majority Leader Tom DeLay traveled to Britain with his wife, several aides and lobbyists on a $70,000 junket, mostly paid for with money from an Indian tribe and a gambling services company, the Washington Post reported uh, Saturday. Not long after the outing, Representative DeLay, the second most powerful Republican in the House of Representatives, played a key role in killing gaming-related legislation opposed by the company and tribe. Must have just been a coincidence, don't you think? Of course. DeLay reported in House financial disclosures that the week-long May 2000 trip was paid for by the National Center for Public, Pol uh, Public Policy Research, a nonprofit organization. However, the Post reported lobbyist Jack Abramoff suggested the trip and arranged for two of his clients, the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians and E-Lottery Inc., to send checks to the center to cover the cost of the travel. A lawyer for the tribe and an E-Lottery official said they were unaware the checks were meant to pay for the delayed trip, which included golf at Scotland's legendary St. Andrew's course. Oh! All right. Nice going, Tom, baby. You go, boy. Speaking of Indians, I guess I didn't, uh, I'm not going to bother with that story about the Indians, the, uh, what was it, the Seminoles? What about them? Where's that story? Is that on today, Josh? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was over the weekend, I guess. Hey, listen, wherever you find the Indians, man, you find some strange stuff going on. Don't kill us. That's right. Just like all those uh, all those ads they paid for back in November. Oh, those uh, those slot machines are going to be the death of us all. Right. Unless we get them. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. I think my brains are becoming a little bit unscrambled, which well, is good because we only got 56 minutes to go. Not that I'm counting, you understand. See? Right. WQAM, hello. Hey, what's going on, Neil? Welcome to Hysteria Central, sir. Oh, my goodness. i got to tell you, man, I'm sitting here thinking about this. And uh, 
you know, this goes back to the first time they started to do this was the Condoleezza thing, right? Well, that wasn't the first time, but that was a big one, yeah. Well, yeah, but that was a big, big incremental thing, okay? And you kind of had to give in to that one. And, you know, I think the younger well, didn't, version... Didn't, didn't kind of have to. I mean, uh, you know, that was, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, but you gave them that, and now look what they're doing. They know they had an opening, and they're taking more well, and well, more. Well, just a minute. When you say, I gave them that, did I have an alternative? Well, no, but, you know, I think an old or younger especially, deal. Especially with a wimpy attorney like I got. It's got, no, it's got nothing to do with younger or older. I mean, you weren't involved in that meeting, man. I mean, that was uh, they, they just capitulated. Somebody threatened them, and they caved in like they always do. These people have got the balls of a fruit fly. Yeah, they, like I mean, to, they like to talk a good game, but when push comes to shove, man, they cave. Yeah, but if you would have stood up at that time, you might have had to be able to beat it. Maybe you lost your you, job. You, you, you're missing stood up your, to your right. Uh, yeah, right. And been I out know. there at the soup line, been out in the you soup did. kitchen. I'm sure you would have written me a check every month to keep me going to pay all my bills. Hey, I, the same thing happened to me in ham radio. The FCC came to my house to tell me that my subject matter was out of control. They didn't like it, and they wanted me to stop it. And it was a very you know secretive meeting from them. And it was the same kind of a thing. I had to decide, do I want to get out there and risk my livelihood and get thrown in jail or, or, or exercise my freedom of speech? Yeah. And, and I, I, I exercised my right not to get thrown in jail, and I shut the hell up. You know, it's too bad that we have to do that. Oh, so in other words, you caved in. I did. I absolutely well, did. Well, then how come you're lecturing me that I shouldn't have caved in, that I should have uh, stood up for my rights? You've got more money than me to live on. i got a wife Oh, I see. Support. So in other words, I should, I should cut my income off is what I should do. Okay, good luck to you, pal. I'll look for your check in the mail next week. Give them the address. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Everybody, everybody else has really uh, got big balls in your shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, in their own shoes, they got the, like a search party. You know, they're old smoothies. But when they're in your shoes, well, a guy like you in your position. And again, when you got Norma Kent, who just uh, lives up to her name all the time. Oh, well, this is all taken care of, and this is all uh, talks a good game, and then all of a sudden it just blows up in your face all over again. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't think it will ever get all taken care of. That, that's my personal belief. Right. And that, that's one of the cancers of being on radio in that market. It's just, it's impossible. That's our luck. Other people work in markets. They do their show. They can, I mean, granted, they got the new FCC restrictions, but they don't have somebody who's out to destroy them, to tell them air, to, to control everything they can say and do. And that's what we got. We've got the community censor. And, Norma, I'm telling you, once upon a time, you did a fine job as many years ago. But lately, it's like, ah, bada beep, bada boop, bada bop, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to and it doesn't happen. And I keep hearing the same crap month after month after month, and it doesn't happen. But up until today, it didn't have any impact on me or the show directly. I mean, indirectly, yes, but uh, not directly. But today, it does. And today is the last day that I'm going to operate under these uh, circumstances. There is absolutely no way that this crap that's going on today is going to happen again tomorrow or, or ever again. I, I won't do it. It's a slap in all of our face. WQAM, hello. Hey, a couple of things. Are you still going to be allowed to push the gay button? And when is the... Yeah, right. Okay, the gay button. Look in the mirror, sweetheart. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Okay. Listen, I want to know why our good-for-nothing uh, Congress people waste our time and our money making all these stupid uh, baseball players admit that they use steroids when they have bigger issues to take care of than that. Yeah. Like, why? Call them up and ask them, okay? Call up your Congress people. Ask them why they're wasting your money. WQAM, hello. Yes. How you doing, yes, Neil? Okay. Am I on the air? It sounds just like you. Neil, I don't know. Uh, have you been watching this uh, interview with Ashley Smith, the girl that was... Uh, yeah, I saw it, and enough to make me puke my guts out, yes. Apparently tired kidnapped of it. or something. I was tired of it uh, two days ago, yeah. Do you really believe that story? I don't know. It sounds to me like she's well, making this put, whole thing up. 
Let me I put you this way. I don't, I don't know and I don't care. I don't really care. But well, you know what? You know, it's not. She, made, she made fantastic pancakes, man. Don't be so short. Well, she's going to write a book about it and probably get a 60 grand for book the uh, reward. Book. 60 grand. She's going to make millions off of this. Well, she's going to make a book no matter what. Right. Book so and my, movie. My question is, doesn't it sound kind of a phony that, that she probably knew the guy and, and they all they had this whole thing set up so that she no. could just act like Yeah, they had the whole thing set up that he was going to he was going to grab the gun in court. Brilliant. She probably drove the getaway car, drove her right to the uh, Hire that guy right away for sales manager or corporate attorney or both. You know, it, it really, it, it's a, there are no words to describe the experience that we're living through. I was going to say surviving. I'm not so sure anymore. There are no words to describe it. I mean, the idea that you're looking for somebody to get people to do their job, and the person responds by saying, oh, well, I don't want to be uh, talked about all week long. I'm not going to go talk to him anymore. Th that's just an excuse. It has nothing to do with personalities. It has to do with, and you wouldn't be talked about if you, if you got them to do something. But you're not. Ain't happening. Not cutting it, Curtis. Ain't getting it done, baby. That's our sales mangler, man. He's very, another one that's very uptight. He's talking about me. Well, get something done. I'll talk about you good. I'll say, hey, that Curtis, man, he's really doing a job. So one thing about me, I tell it the way I see it. Okay? I call him the ways I seize him. Yeah. See this? Yeah, seize this. WQIM, Hello. Lovely tune. How we're communicating. <laughs> I bet you that got dumped. WQAM, hello. No, that was something dirty in Espanol, I'm sure of it. Yes. Morse code. Yeah, I've been counting the minutes that this would happen. Yeah. Yeah, I knew this would happen to you. You bought this on yourself. Yeah, why is that, sir? Well, I mean, you know, when you started spewing the hate and the gayness. Oh, that's him again. Oh, jeez. The gayness. Hey, Reverend Jones, listen, it's not too late. You can come out of the closet, although, quite frankly, uh, who the hell would want it? Get... A life. Five six seven oh five sixty. He's right in there with Chris Bush, you know what? Let's put him on some of the promos. <laughs> they have. Uh, some of those homo promos. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh, going back to these stories, you know, most of these guys who doing all this killing, they were once uh, real bad guys, real big drinkers. Then all of a sudden they found the Lord, and then they start reading the Bible for uh, yeah. 20 hours a day. Right. Well, when I worked at a factory back home, we had a guy like that, and he did one more thing wrong, and it was really his fault. And he went in a grievance hearing, and uh, when they told him he wasn't going to have his job anymore, he said, Thank the Lord, John, uh, you're the grievous. You can leave the office now, because I'm going to shoot everybody in here. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and, he, and he shot nine people, killed two, and then he ran, ran to his church. <laughs> there you go. I bet you he's, he's up there right now with the St. Peter man. Yeah, he went and told his preacher that he was sorry. They're probably laughing their ass off up there right now at the pearly gates. Yeah, all these are all these born again phonies, man. She read him the Bible. I mean, what a what a typical Southern story, you know? What a great story. She read the Bible, made him pancakes with real butter. Mm -hmm. They talked about God and the good book. The moral of the story is, if she'd used margarine, she would have been killed. That's right. Shortening, shortening. What's that song about? Two fly pie? Shortening, shortening. Mammy like to shorten. But that sounds like that kind of Lisa song shortening now. Bread. That's going to get dumped. Shortening bread, that's it. I'm a little duck, baby. Yeah, baby. shortening. Don't be singing that now. It's got overtone uh, tones. 12 minutes after 1 at 560 WQAM. The main man, Anthony Caliendo, with Acceptance Capital Mortgage, knows that paying off your credit cards, lowering your debt, cutting your mortgage payments, pulling out cash, investing in real estate are at the top of your lists. 
Florida is one of the hottest real estate markets in the U.S., so it just doesn't make any sense at all to keep so much money tied up in your house or pay high interest rates. The main man this year is partnering with Kids in Distress, helping abused and neglected children in South Florida for 25 years. This year, his staff is donating a portion of their commission on every closed loan for this worthwhile cause. With six kids of his own, the main man knows how important being a parent is. So call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, toll-free, 1-888-483-LOAN. Be sure and tell him that Berkeley told you to call. 1-888-483-LOAN or go to themainman.com and fill your application out right online. No matter what your situation, you'll find a way solution and get the deal done. Forget about calling anybody else in the mortgage business. Call the main man, Anthony Caliendo, at 1-888-483-LOAN. That's 1-888-483-LOAN. You're listening to Neil Rogers. WQAM. I'll tell you one thing. All these years, I've never worked on a radio station where the so-called corporate attorney was the one who was basically kind of like running the day-to-day affairs of the radio station. Have you noticed that? You know, you're right. Yeah. I, I never heard of such a thing. And she's instructing Duff to do this and Clarence to do that. And, and uh, we're going to do this on the Shore. And she's running it. Where's your boyfriend in all of this? Where's Mr. Uh, I need a haircut with a uh, Brooks Brothers expensive suit on? Where's he in the middle of all this? Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Was your good close personal buddy? I haven't seen him. No, oh. but you said he was back. Right, they were paging him over the interview. Were they really? They were. They really were. What were they calling for the uh, paper tiger? Not Israel has drawn up secret plans for a combined air and ground attack on targets in Iran if diplomacy fails to halt the Iranian nuclear program. The inner cabinet of Ariel Sharon, the Israeli prime minister, gave initial authorization for an attack at a private meeting last month on his ranch in the Negev desert. Israeli forces have used a mock-up of Iran's Natanz uranium enrichment plant in the desert to practice destroying it. The tactics include raids by Israel's elite Shaldog commando unit and airstrikes by F-15 jets from 69 Squadron using bunker-busting bombs to penetrate underground facilities. The plans have also been discussed with American officials who said to have indicated provisionally that they would not stand in Israel's way if all international efforts to halt Iranian uh, nuclear projects failed. Well, they did it in Iraq, and that one worked out pretty good. And why not in Iran? And that's one time we might actually say, hey, you go, boys. Boys. Uh, boys. Right? You go. You go. You, and don't come back. 
5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. We're doing a little mock poll. I realize it's only a little bit too soon. <laughs> but they're talking about it, baby. They, and I, I'd rather talk about this than about this, uh, this uh, Atlanta crap, this born-again uh, buttermilk pancake thing. God. On and on and on it goes, and where it stops, nobody knows. I wonder if they're using, like, Aunt Jemima uh, maple syrup on them pancakes, because it's real butter, you know. Is it? Mm, real creamy butter. Butterworths. I don't know. How much is it worth? 917, 917 votes. If Hillary and Condoleezza were the candidates in 2008, before you blew your brains out, who would you vote for? Hillary, 535. I'd leave the country, 208. Condoleezza, 107. That is scary. Oh, she is scary, and that number is scary. In this audience especially, 107. And wouldn't vote at all, 67. Got enough sense to just stay the hell away. Condoleezza. Man, oh, man, what a thought. She sure is pleasant, though, you know? Okay. i got to realize this position. WQAM, hello. Maybe we could make Joyce the president, get her off our ass anyway. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, good afternoon, sir. How are yes, you? Yes, sir, good afternoon. All right, listen, before they start jumping on you, they need to worry about Power 96 and then drop MF Friday yeah. afternoon. Really? DJ Laz, like two yeah. or three times in a song. Nice. Why are they all uptight for you dropping somebody's name on the radio? Because ja Joyce is a jackass. But why is there such a double standard there? You ask them. Don't ask me. You know, I'm going to be out there tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock with a picketing sign and a buttermilk biscuits and uh, butter Good. and everything and pancakes Good. out there. For Absolutely. Me. Don't forget Good real butter. Here. Real butter, Everybody man. come join me, please. Okay. <laughs> He's picketing your fat, ugly ass, Joyce. How do you like that? With real pancakes and real creamy butter. Mm hmm. Yeah, good. sounds good to me, especially with some poison berry sauce on it for Joyce. I'd still rather have waffles, though. Or you can go to IHOP and puke your guts out there. I mean, have a real great breakfast. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. We got only 38 minutes to go. I think we can make it. And I, I don't know. I'm not positive, but I think. I am Illin, you know? Mm -hmm. This has been too much stress for an old diabetic fag like me. Way, way too much. It's just uh, unacceptable. There's no reason for it. And you heard, uh, if the audience could have heard the way that that went down, I mean, it's just mind-blowing. The two of them in unison, like a team, they come running in. Of course, they're always joined at the hip, those two. Oh, and we're going to be monitoring your show, first CC violations, enjoy stuff. Like, just before I'm going on the air. And I'm thinking, what are you two crazy bastards talking about? Isn't that what you're kind of thinking? What is this all about? What what kind? Well, I mean, who just crawled up inside your body and just started uh, turn on the switch, the swish? WQAM, hello. Neil, how are you? Okay. Okay, listen. Uh, what I don't understand is you being the the, the main guy in that station. The main why? Man. They they voluntarily subjected to two different FCCs, the government and then that bitch at corporate. Yeah. And I just don't understand it. I, I can't well, see, that, 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 that speaks volumes. You know, we can bellyache about the FCC all we want, and legitimately so, but the fact that this woman, who is not a broadcaster by any stretch of the imagination, is allowed by the company to make up the restrictive words and phrases and sounds and everything else, uh, this speaks volumes about their lack of ability to be real broadcasters. These people are ersatz, man. They're make-believe. These aren't real broadcasters. Because I don't think you, went, you, you signed any paper that, that had her, uh, you know, that you have to follow what she said. I mean, I understand the FCC, but not her, you know? Right. And uh, I don't know. It's she's way over. She's way out of line and over the line. And her behavior this morning and what she did to me in this show, uh, she ought to have her ass fired right now. Yeah. And uh, as to Condoleezza Rice for, uh, for president, uh, this country is still so racist. I was on a business trip down in Texas, 
And the only time I saw black and white together was on a cow. There you go. Okay. Bye-bye. Don't forget, that's where they get that real butter from. <laughs> See ya. Get out of here. Yeah, it churns. Yeah, it churns. It churns. That's what Elsie the Borden cow said. Or was that Oprah? I'm not sure. Hard to tell them apart. Five six seven oh five sixty. Yeah, if you think that the folks in the deep south are going to vote for a black woman, I mean, black candidate, period, but a black woman, ho, ho, ho. Now, I will say this. I think that Hillary and Barack Obama, what kind of a ticket would that be, huh? Would that be an ass kicker or what? Yeah, but, uh, no. No, why not? Because she's on it. No, but I'm saying if she were to be the candidate. Yeah. Hillary and Barack Obama. Because then that would counteract the effect of any dark folks that might go out and vote for Condoleezza just on a racial thing, see? I, I think anyone could win opposite Condoleezza. Yeah, she's, she's bad news. She's a real piece of turd. That's Dr. Rice. Dr. Rice. Condoleezza. Condoleezza. I play By the, the way, she's a really lousy speaker, too. I know that doesn't stop yeah. people from becoming president. But Oh, yeah. can you imagine those debates? Hillary would chew her up for breakfast like buttermilk pancakes with margarine. Oh, God. She wouldn't, no, she wouldn't even need the real butter. She would just chew her up and spit her ass out. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind, the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. She tried very hard to be important. She really did. Isn't that just so sweet? She was Suzanne Vega. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. Yeah, Luca was a song about a boy with abusive parents. My mission was to only write music about socially relevant subjects. Hello, red flag, career killer. Suzanne Vega's manager, Slappy Gold. The next time you heard from Suzanne Vega, she was as innocuous as could be. God love her. Slappy drew up a new contract for Suzanne, the terms of which dictated that she could now only communicate in monosyllabic nonsense words. Hey, Suzanne, how you doing? Well, actually, the current political climate in this country... Uh, 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 what did we talk about? Yeah, that's better. Very good, very good. I just... What? It's the environment... No, 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 sorry. It's in the contract, honey. Come on, keep talking. Suzanne Vega. For a few minutes, she had something on her mind. Honestly, isn't that just darling? It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business. Tonight, on Inside the Behind. 131, I think she hit her thumb on it, you know a secret FBI report has cast doubt on Al-Qaeda's ability to stage another spectacular attack in the U.S. three and a half years after the 9-11 hijackings, a year after the Madrid bombings, the network's only other major strike in the vest. While the desire of the Al-Qaeda leadership to attack the U.S. is not in question, the report said their capability to do so is unclear, especially in regard to spectacular operations. Contrary to statements by prosecutors and the FBI's own chief, Robert Mueller, the February report obtained last week by ABC News says the agency knows of no Al-Qaeda sleeper agents in the U.S. The leaked report emphasizes it's not only Britain which is having difficulty measuring the potential threat from international terrorism. Recently, President George W. said Osama Yamama had contacted Abu Musab al-Zarqawi, al-Qaeda's chief associate in Iraq, to seek his help in planning attacks on the U.S. Keep him scared, baby. Keep him in a state of panic. Oh, my That's God. Good. Just like Michael Moore said. Oh, by the way, speaking of Michael Moore, um, WMD Weapons of Mass Deception. Remember that? Right. A uh, documentary? Mm-hmm. Now, it's out, I guess. Huh? I guess I'm going to have to go look for it today. After I soak my head for an hour. <laughs> what? Put an ice pack on there. No, 
You, you don't seem to understand. This I was, uh, well, maybe you do. This I was do. mentally debilitating to me, this, this whole thing. And the way it was done was even worse than the actual uh, act itself. I mean, anybody who's been in this business more than five minutes knows you cannot do something like what they did to me. You cannot do it. Even a disc jockey, even somebody who's just been in records and uh, given the time and temp, you don't do it to somebody in this business in the manner in which this was done and the timing in which it was done, which makes me really wonder. It looks real suspicious to me. Now, let me say it again. If you want me to fly away, all you got to do is write a check and make sure it, it's good. Get that Greg squiggle on it. Make sure it doesn't bounce. That's all. Be a, the happiest day of my life. And those faxers and everybody else out there who was saying that day, you're right. I'm wrong. I screwed up. I should never, ever, especially after what they put me through and Mad Dog and Hank, after what we went through, re-signed with this bunch of grave-robbing lunatics. This isn't a business. This is monkey business. These are crazy people. These are our absolute grave robbers. They don't care about us. We're garbage. We're just a, a necessary means to an end. That's all. A necessary evil. Especially you, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh. Extra evil. WMD Weapons of Mass Deception by Danny Schechter, which is supposed to be a great documentary. And I, I noticed it's on Amazon.com. And um, it says the film is scheduled to come out on DVD in March to coincide with the second anniversary of the invasion of Iraq. And... Uh, Yada, yada. It's supposed to be pretty damn good. I'm going to go out and see if I can find it. I, I just I just had saved that thing there. I just, uh, you know, just axing. I mean, okay. I'd rather watch that than see 54 again. <laughs> or Casino. You know, seriously, I, I'm not joking about this. Boca Brian and Joe Pesci are the same person. He only uses that, that wig, that silly-ass wig. That's his disguise. If one, You know, once he takes it off, that's, uh, that's Boca Brian. When he puts it on, it's Joe Pesci. Now, we can play some of those Joe Pesci bits, by the way, but I have a feeling they might get... Exercise and then have to exorcise. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. Nine hundred and forty-nine votes on there. We might crack a thousand, but I really don't care. I mean, I could have pushed for that. We could have easily gone over a thousand. But uh, do we care today, Josh? Sure. No. 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 Wrong. Wrong answer. No, we don't. Kesara Sarah. If Hillary, I'm not even going to read the result. It's uh, overwhelming. It's a landslide in this crowd. Although Condoleezza got 115 votes, we need to find those people, track them down. Just like what needed to happen in Dade County on Election Day last Tuesday. That's what needed to happen. All you Julios out there, you screwed up. You were supposed to go find uh, Papa, uh, Papi and uh, uh, Abuela and Mamacita and then lock them in the broom closet. Lock them in the room where they keep that little box with the used toilet paper. And not let them vote. Wait till like 7.05 in the p.m. just to make sure it was safe. And then you could let them out, maybe. Right? They didn't do it. Nope. WQAM, hello. Hi, I'm calling Neil on that uh, uh, vote for uh, Hillary or um, Condoleezza. Yeah. What about oh. Well, uh, why not vote for Condoleezza if you're going to stick a gun in your mouth? Well, what, what does that mean? I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, maybe we'll tell Neil that uh, he made that comment. He'll probably be too upset to hear it, though. WQAM, hello. Hi. Is Neil there? Speaking. Neil. Yes. Hi, this is Susie from Lake Worth. Hi, Susie from Lake Worth. I'm your biggest fan ever. Uh-huh. Right. Right. And I don't know what you're talking about right now, but mm-hmm. I agree with you on Ashley. Yeah, she's on again right now, by the way. Oh, okay. He told well, me that he didn't. I think he's some kind he didn't of not hurt the agent that he hurt. Yeah, enough is enough already, right? I don't even want her pancakes. <laughs> well, have a great day, Susie. Okay. Okay, and don't be calling us again. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. I'd rather hear from Chris Bush, to be honest with you. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM. Well, these are good. There's no oh, yeah. question about it. These are special. These are the meat and potatoes, the bread and butter, the patan cakes and uh, the patan cakes and potatoes. WQAM, hello. Five, six, seven. Neil. 
Yes, sir. What's going on? I like the way you chopped that off. That was good. Yeah, right. Hey, Neil, uh, I can't wait till they have Michael Jackson on. Uh, they gonna, you know they're going to put him on the stand, or is he not going to be on the stand? Uh, if they're smart, they won't put him on there, because every time he's testified, like that lawsuit about the uh, rights to the music or whatever, every lawsuit he's ever had where he testified, he was an absolute disaster. Oh, okay, because I figure if they're going to put him on, you know he's going to say something like, That's ignorant and duty, feces. And that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. He's making fun of Michael Jackson. Look in the mirror, schmuck. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty and of course if he did get up on a wooden stand talking about milk and cookies and cookies and milk yeah right very special well he's got the milk confused with the Jesus juice you know it's just like uh, what's her name there Ashley come on Ashley you can do it speak up to her uh, yeah he asked me what I thought he should do yeah and I said I think you should turn yourself in. Inside out would be good. Put the gun in your mouth, like that guy just said. Maybe he was calling like about 30 seconds too soon. About, about 30, man. That might, he must have been psychic, knowing what she was going to say. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi, I just wanted to tell you, I've only heard bits and pieces of the show today because I've been working, but I am so upset what they're doing to you. I've been listening yeah. to you since Zeta, and I'm 34 years old, and somehow I'm not robbing banks and shooting people and beating up old ladies and doing all these horrible things for being a fan of yours and for people to try to restrict you. It's just it's, it's bothering the crap out of me. Yeah. And, and well, there's nothing I can the... say, nothing I can do, and it's horrible. Yeah. Well, this business that they pulled today, this is, this is the end. I mean, this is where I draw the line. If they want to continue with this, they can get somebody else. Yeah, but, but it's so sad that, that all these people, you know, I'm not a chronic. I, you know, you've just been a part of my life for all these years, and it's, it's just tragic that you've never hurt anybody. You've only helped people, and they're doing this to you, and it's just yeah. uh, it's horrible. Well, they're, they're not broadcasters. They're a bunch of uh, spineless cowards, and, of course, when people are lost and they don't know what they're doing, that's when they panic and they start uh, overreacting, and that's, that's Joyce. She's in so far over her head, she's drowning. Well, if I ever see her on the street, I'll hit her with a... Skillet over her head, especially the one you used to make those uh, pancakes with. The pancakes, yes. Yep. This is done with the pancakes. Thanks. Have All a great right, day. Neil, I love you. See you. Thanks. Bye bye. He saw my. I guess he saw my faith and what I really believed in. I, I told him I was a child of God. That, there you go, child of God. That'll do it every time, baby. You're listening to Neil Real God. Station stands for nothing. Absolutely.
146-14-02. We got Mo Howard, David, and Mad Dog at four. Guilty at seven, and we apologize in advance for that. And Eddie K at ten. Look out for Eddie. He could be dangerous. A radical Egyptian cleric known as Abu Omar was walking to a Milan mosque for noon prayers February of 2003 when he was grabbed on the sidewalk by two men, sprayed in the face with chemicals, and stuffed into a van. He hasn't been seen since. Oh, my God. Milan investigators now appear to be close to identifying his kidnappers. Last month, officials showed up at Aviano Air Base in northern Italy and demanded records of any American planes that have flown into or out of the joint U.S.-Italian military installation around the time of the abduction. They also asked for logs of the vehicles that had entered the base. Italian authorities suspect the Egyptian was the target of a CIA-sponsored operation known as Rendition, in which terrorism suspects are forcibly taken for interrogation to countries where torture is practiced. The Italian probe is one of three official investigations that have surfaced in the past year into Renditions believed to have taken place in Western Europe. Although the CIA usually carries out operations with the help or blessing of friendly local intelligence agencies, law enforcement authorities in Italy, Germany, and Sweden are examining whether U.S. agents may have broken local laws by detaining terrorist suspects on European soil and subjecting them to abuse or maltreatment. Wouldn't it be something if Joyce got, like, picked up on the street by the CIA? Eh? Yeah, it'd be huh? something. And disappeared for a long time? Wouldn't our lives improve dramatically on that? Yes. Yeah, all of us. Life would be sweet. Nothing could be finer than to lose her ass in Carolina on the way back to Maryland or wherever she came from. Bitch. 986 votes on the Condoleezza Hillary race. Hillary's kicking her ass, man. She's doing it. Like I said, at least that's a guarantee of the first bulldike uh, president. Either way. <laughs> what? They go either way. Well, although Hillary's got a husband, you know. He could be VP, I think. Yeah. The Homeland Security Department's former independent watchdog says he was twice summoned to then-Secretary Tom Ridge's orifice last year and asked why his reports criticizing the agency were being sent to Congress and whether they could be presented more favorably to the department. Ridge was trying to get me not to give things to Congress and also to try to spin reports in a way most favorable to the department, and I resisted both of those, former Inspector General Clark Kent Irvin said in an interview. That's his name, Clark Kent Irvin. <laughs> I wonder if he took the glasses off during the interview. In a statement, Ridge said, I didn't always agree with the tactics, interpretations, conclusions, or recommendations of the Inspector General. At no time, however, did I ever ask him to suppress or withhold a specific report. Irvin's statements are untrue and deserve no further comment, said Ridge, who left the Secretary last month. The AP approached Irvin about his meetings with Ridge after the dates turned up on Ridge's daily appointment calendars, which the AP obtained last month under the Freedom of Information Act. The AP first requested the calendars of December 2003. The department finally released them last month, three days after Ridge left office. When it would be more safe. And the story about washing your hands, if that wasn't powerful enough to really uh, get you to run and uh, scrub, wait till you hear this. I'm telling you, the stuff that they put out there, it's like its like a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you treat people like morons, like imbeciles, like little children, guess what? They behave like morons and imbeciles and little children. It's a dumbing down effect, man. Look at this station, for example. God. Over the years, studies have come out casting some negative light on certain foods, but Dr. Sean Kniff from the CBS affiliate Miami, WFOR-TV, so that should tell you right off the bat, forget about it says, before you cut them from your diet, consider their good qualities as well. Consumed in moderations, they can be good for you. Eggs. We all know that eggs are high in cholesterol. In fact, a single egg has 213 milligrams of cholesterol in them, which is about two-thirds of your recommended daily level. But what you may not know is that newer studies indicate they contain a substance, substance that in lab animals block the absorption of cholesterol into your bloodstream. The key is not to prepare them in too much butter. Save the butter, butter for Ashley so she That's can right. butter those pancakes when the next criminal comes knocking on her door. Which do you like better, the pancakes with butter or the Bible and the God? That's a good question. I think it was Said, the pancakes that did it. You might consider avoiding fried eggs instead of opting for scrambled, hard-boiled, or poached eggs. Oh, there's nothing worse than poached. Mm. Salt. 
For years, salt's been linked to high blood pressure and heart disease, but recent research indicates the link may not be as solid as rock solid as once thought. The American Heart Association recommends an adult consume no more than six grams of salt a day, so it's okay to sprinkle some salt. This is such crap, man. All the salt that they already put into your food, don't mm. even think about that shaker, okay? Right. Even the shakers won't use it. Especially if it's canned food. Even the Quakers and shakers won't use it. Potatoes. The key, as with eggs, is to eat potatoes that aren't fried in saturated oils. Well, guess what? They're pure carbohydrates. They suck. They're bad for you. Only the potato skin is what's good for you, and 99% of people don't eat the skin. Don't say it. I'm not saying nothing. Ah, the hell you're not. I'm thinking it, though. Can you feel it? Peanut butter may contain lots of fat, but not all fats are bad for you. Peanut butter has monounsaturated, which can reduce bad cholesterol. The serving size for peanut butter is about two tablespoons. And then try to talk. Just put two tablespoons of peanut butter in your mouth. That's what Joyce is going to have me do every day before I do the show. See what further impediments she can throw on my roadblocks. Put two tablespoons of peanut butter in your mouth. How's that sound? Uh, Red meat. Beef is about 20 times leaner than it was a decade ago, so it doesn't have as much saturated fat as it used to. The key when buying beef by lean cuts, such as flank steak, top sirloin, and tenderloin. And there's nothing like tenderloins. Oh, can I say that? Oh, sorry, boys. Now, last and definitely not least, the best, dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. Research has shown that dark chocolate does a body good. They've been peddling this for so long. It's not only good for the heart, but can improve your blood flow. Dark chocolate contains lots of flavonoids, which may prevent the stiffening of blood vessels. This, however, is not an excuse to go out and eat a ton of dark chocolate. Eat in moderation, not more than two, three pounds. Not more than two, three pounds a day. You are listening to exclusively on five sixty a.m. It's day four in Miami town. Absolutely. At five six zero WQAM. Yeah. What do you know? What do you say? Yeah, they're jerking me around here. The guy's no money coming in. I was kind of wondering if you put that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Read it, Chuck. Do I get nothing out of it? Yes, yes, I... Are you in my car? I think you're in my window up right now. Yes. And in the meantime, they got a show. He's got no job. <laughs> Not so fast, Pally. Blow it out your ass. Not a shekel, are you getting out of me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I can't stand you. Oh, 
Got Mo standing by. He'll be along at uh, two. Anyway, here's the poll result. We and we got over a thousand votes. Josh uh, Cordes is very proud of that. A thousand and seven. How do you like that? I told you. It's almost like dying and going to heaven. A thousand and seven. If Hillary Clinton and Condoleezza ran for president in 2008, who would you vote for? What would you do? What would you say? What would you? Uh... Hillary 589. She just uh, kicks Condoleezza's ass. But then again, that's this commie pinko crowd of ours. I'd leave the country 225. That's how overwhelmed with uh, nausea they would be. Condoleezza. 121. That just makes me want to gag and puke. I'm not sure who I despise more, Condoleezza or Joyce, who is more unctuous. That's one of my favorite words, unctuous. Yeah, it's a good word. And wouldn't vote, 72. Rhymes with, what'd you think? Anyway, that's going to do it for today. And, of course, it's been a very pleasant Monday, a wonderful way to start the week. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, unless, of course, we, uh, the Joyce and other corporate individuals decide they want to continue this inquisition. See, one thing about me, I don't participate in two things. I don't do suspensions. I don't participate in inquisitions. And quite frankly, if she wants to continue with her hard-ass attitude, she can, as somebody earlier said, more eloquently than I ever could, she could uh, blow it out her ass. Bye, bye, bye!